Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own BroBasket or choose from a variety of different BroBaskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, BroBaskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporgy, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to Sporgy number 55. My name is Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. Number 55. Any 55s jump to mind, gentlemen? Junior Seau. Derek Brooks. And big old nothing on, from my end. So. Uh, Larry Murphy. All right. From the Wings. Well, Wings and Penguins and Toronto. He had a, quite a long career there. All right. Any basketball 55s? Was it Jason Williams 55? Sure. Uh, it, it, Oh, it was just a way to talk about basketball <laughs> to segue into just uh, what's going on. I'll tell you what, it's, we record on Tuesday, we release on Thursday. Um, the big, and it's Tuesday night, so just right now, I guess the big news today, that, or at least most of the things that were taking up the alerts coming across my phone, we're talking about uh, Lavar Ball and his boys on WWE and his son dropping a naughty word. I believe a word Bill Maher got in trouble for saying a couple weeks ago. Now black people can't even say it. What's going on? Yeah, that's that's what I said. In the, when we were discussing it before the the show. Who who demanded an apology? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Ariana Huffington. Seriously? No, I don't know, but I know Disney is owned. Uh, not Disney, or USA is owned by NBC. So that could have just been a. Uh, because uh, yeah, WWE's on USA, so that just could have been a preemptive, like, hey, this is the new climate we're in now. We're just going to apologize just to apologize. But more than likely, I'm sure 
somebody demanded an apology. Let's 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 type in. Nobody could say anything anymore. Type in Lavar Ball apology and see what Google comes up with. Well, just like I said before the show, if it's coming from the usual suspects on the right, all the white people who get their nose out of joint. Whenever, you know, someone says, oh, you can't say that. Only black people can say that. And they go, well, black people don't want no one to us saying it. Why do they say it all the time? If it's that crew, then it's just whatever. You know it's going to be fucking just, no one's going to listen to that. As that's why I'm like, okay, who, if someone said something, who was it to get him to apologize? Because that type of, those type of white people are ignored in the media. I mean, unless you, you point at them and laugh at them. That's, what, that's all the media does to those type of white people. Uh, it was actually the WWE who apologized. Oh, well, that's a different story then. That's a corporation trying to cover its ass. Which is, but it's still, it's kind of shocking because... <laughs> I mean, don't yeah. they push the? Don't they push? I remember Raw in the '90s. Didn't they push the boundaries of like what you could do and get away with on cable and shit? Oh no, that was the Attitude Era. That's long dead. That, yeah, the Middle Finger from Stone Cold and shit like that. Yeah, best, that's long. Best era. Yeah, well, that shows you how long it's been since I've even fucking had wrestling on my radar. I think the, the actual last wrestling match I remember watching was Undertaker and. Oh, shit. Was it Mankind in the cage match? Oh, you with the thumbtacks? Yeah. Oh, that's like right at the beginning of the Attitude Era. Yeah, that's that's the last one I remember watching, and that was because uh, the girl I was dating, her, her family had uh, ordered the pay-per-view, so I was just over there watching it. And That's, that's pretty hell, much when... Hell in the cell. That's pretty much when I looked at uh, my other buddy who was there, who was, you know, one of these, oh, it's all fake, it's all fake, and I looked at him, and I was like... Dude, you need to amend what you're saying. Yeah, it's scripted, but being slammed through that fucking... <laughs> through the top yeah. of that cage to the cells, you know, 20 feet below, that ain't fake, homeboy. You don't fake that. real to me, damn it! Now, that guy's an idiot. Yeah, no, I, hope, no I, I really hope his balls get stuck in a microwave and just microwave the fuck off and taken out of the gene pool because him and his fucking flipper-wet-brained, inbred fucking children need to stop breathing my air right now right the fuck now so but yeah i mean it is what it is it's a male soap opera it's a scripted fucking television show with guys beating the shit out of each other yeah when mankind uh got thrown off that cage onto the floor he lost a tooth through his bottom lip yeah i remember that yeah yeah that's real blood Coming out of his fucking shoulders from all those thumbtacks. Right, just because it's scripted. I, I I like what Rich said. Just because it's scripted doesn't mean it's fake. That shit still hurt. <laughs> well, yeah. no, he come out of the he come out of the the crazy ass little fucking small wrestling uh, leagues of federations. Yeah, I mean it, those guys were fucking taking baseball bats wrapped in barbed wire to each other and shit. You know, I mean, yeah, the Terry Funk era. Yeah, them fuckers were. I mean, basically, they're just, they're sadists. I mean, they just, either that or they don't feel pain like normal people. One of the two. But, yeah, that, that shit was. LeVar and Lonzo Ball in the middle of that. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. And, you know. I mean, recent L.A. Lakers pick in the draft. Lonzo Ball. Happened last I mean, week. I mean, it happened. Well, the only reason he was there is because they were in the Staples Center. 
Well, yeah, but I'm sure their agent set that up and shit. I mean, I get it, you know, but it, it's are, are we ready for the LeVar Ball era? Because it's, I mean, you can argue it's already begun, but I mean, he, he went to the Lakers, so he here, went, we, here we go. He went, this he went, ex- begun. he went exactly where he wanted to go. Yeah, the Lonzo, <laughs> the Zoanvar show. We ready for this? Well, I don't know. It's going to be interesting because you got a lot of big fucking. Well, LeBron will be there in two years, right? You got <laughs> you got uh-huh. a lot of big you got a lot of big egos and uh, in and surrounding that team at the moment. And I mean, wasn't there uh, who got traded recently and then basically started talking shit about Magic or Magic Johnson started talking shit about him, saying he's a good player, but he's just not. Angelo Russell. Yeah, he's a good player, but he's he, he's just not a leader. And D'Angelo Russell was basically like, okay, well, fuck you, Magic Johnson. Don't really care what you guys say anyways. Wasn't that the guy that put the dude... Wasn't that the guy that busted his teammate for cheating on the internet? Wasn't that him? Swaggy P or whatever the fuck his name was? Was it? Was he the the guy that snitched his boy out? And then claimed he was hacked? You you weren't hacked, asshole. Yeah. You posted a video of fucking your boy talking about cheating on... uh, uh, who's that big booty white bitch that's super pale that all the brothers think is fine? Iggy Azalea? Yeah, that dumb cunt. Yeah, that stupid bitch. I still say, brothers in, in the audience, if you want a super pale, average-looking white bitch with a fat ass, just come to Detroit. We grow them motherfucking bitches on trees, man. Our 98% African-American audience? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not even fucking around. Seriously, just... Just come to the Detroit metro area when you get off at, at Metro Airport, call an Uber and say, take me down river. And you're going to find a bunch of pale, useless white bitches with big fat asses for you. Hey, come to the east side. We got plenty of them here, too. Dated most of them. Anyway. <laughs> so were there any surprise? I mean, did any of you guys even watch the draft? The NBA draft? Was, is it... Is it is it well, even that, really the event that the NFL draft is really, which is e- even a non-event in itself? Well, the fact, like I was saying uh, pre-show, that uh, Butler went to Minnesota, people are like, wait, what? Yeah, there's all this talk Jimmy Butler was going to go somewhere to help someone win a championship, and he ends up on the Timberwolves. Uh, okay. I mean, I thought you wanted to win, bro. He was in Chicago. He was he was the face of the Bulls. They that's what they called him. And then they were like, "Psych, see ya." Well, didn't he come out the next day talking about being the face of the franchise and all cracked up to be or something like that? It doesn't mean a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. because we're all talking about super teams now because of LeBron, thanks. And and Butler was whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Dude, LeBron's <laughs> never been on a super team. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right. Remember, yeah. he told us. Yes, never. But he was going to stay in Chicago and everything, and everybody was moving around. It was, it was, you know, how, who's the next super team? Who's going where? And next thing you know, he goes to Minnesota, and people are like, "Wait, what?" Huh? Yeah. Good. Good luck, bro. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest shock of the draft. And I notice every other day. Uh, uh, what's his name? PG thirteen's going to a new team. 
Oh, yeah, Paul George is definitely going somewhere. He doesn't know where yet, but he's going. Today I heard the Wizards. What have we heard? We've heard the Lakers. Uh, I've heard Boston. Cleveland threw their hat in the ring. Yeah. Which well, Cleveland's, Cleveland's been talked about for, a, well, basically since game five of the finals. I keep hearing Cleveland's getting mellow. Like that is mo- yeah, more than likely just- what's going to happen. That just really doesn't make sense. I mean, I get it, and I understand LeBron wants to play with him and shit like that, but him and LeBron both are 34 years old. Yeah. That doesn't get it done. How old is he for Rocky Marciano? Joe Lewis is 74 (laughs) years old. (laughs) He whooped Joe Lewis's ass. Oh, there they go. Yeah, but I was watching. won. Believe it or not, I was watching ESPN today. I actually watched PTI and uh, uh, whatever the one is on before it. Uh, uh, Round the horn. Yes, and uh, it's a. They, I will give ESPN credit for this. They've kept those two back to back, and I believe the same time spot now for well over a decade. So yeah, and now I totally forgot the point I was going to make. My bad. Sorry, dude. No, it's all right. Because I, I was going off the, the tracks on it anyways. I don't know. I was watching ESPN today, and he said something that I agreed with. And now I can't fucking remember. <laughs> well, oh, 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 oh. I got it. I got it. I got it back. I got it back. Oh, here we go. I, I, uh, no, Rich, I'm aware I'm poking the bear. I don't mean to immediately, but it's just going to be the nature of this comment. Maybe, maybe Iceman will agree with me. Maybe he won't. They're saying LeBron at 34 and Carmelo at 34. Two different players. LeBron is still relatively at the top of his game. Melo, not so much. He hasn't been to the playoffs for four years. He's definitely on the decline. I I agree with LeBron being at the top of his game. Um, Melo, I I think Melo's just upset. He went to the Knicks to try to win a championship. Phil Jackson knew that, paid him for it, tried to build a team around him. And it's just not working out the way he wants it. He went to the Knicks because Joe Dumars is an idiot. That's why he went to the. That's why he went I to the agree Knicks. With that too. That guy should have been a piston. Well, Jesus Christ, man! The Knicks are just a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah, they're even uh, talking about trading Porzingis. Like, it's like been a said that Phil not happy about that one. Well, it's been said that Phil wants to get out. He doesn't want to be the GM anymore. So what, is he just operation? Is he just fucking it up on purpose? Well, uh, if he gets fired, if he if he gets fired, he gets to keep all of his money. If he quits, he has to give it back. Ah. <laughs> the next starting five next fucking falls a bunch of white guys. <laughs> They're all five six. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is this? The. Uh... What is it, the producers? Phil Jackson's like, what, what? I mean, seriously, is, is this one of those situations where they're trying to tank just so he can no. get fucking fired no, and they, keep a paycheck? Yeah, no, they got a good shot. Well, I mean, okay, Phil Jackson, I can't believe the man is fucking hurting for money. He's so, got 11 rings. He has nothing left to prove to anybody. That's what I'm saying. So if he's sticking around for just the, the money, then he must not have had a very good investment. It's Phil Jackson trying to pay cash for his next summer house. That's what he's doing. <laughs> doesn't want a mortgage. He just wants to pay for it in cash. Well, something. He, he, either that or, like I said, he didn't have very good investment advice. 
because I find it hard to believe, hard to believe that that man. He's an initial investor in Pets.com. Won as many championships as he did in, in Chicago. Won a couple in L.A. and is living hand to mouth. He's I just. I, Telling Michael Jordan in like '97, no, I just invested in this company called Alta, Alta Vista. Man, it's going to be the future. It's going to be the search engine everybody uses. <laughs> and Michael Jordan was like, "Well, if I hadn't gambled all my money away, I would have invested in this uh, yeah, uh, Hey Jeeves search engine. Yeah, I hear no, that right. one's going to be the big one." How many more failed '90 startups could we plow through? <laughs> oh, Christ! Yeah. So NBA is going to be interesting. It's the 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 bar the bar the ball era has begun because you you don't just get one. Oh no, we didn't just they didn't just draft Lonzo Ball. We drafted him and his dad, and it should be in, it should be interesting to see how this guy is going to match up. What you got Magic in the front office, you got Kobe in the front office. It's going to be interesting to see all these egos rubbing up against each other. See who wins. Uh, I think it's going to be Magic because. At the end of the day, can't the Lakers go, all right, fuck all your bullshit and your circus. Uh, it's not, you know, especially if he doesn't produce, you know, if he just ends up being an average, you know, six man, you know, all right, you and your bullshit circus isn't worth it. Have a good one. You're no longer in the NBA. So, Oh, I mean, he's already talking shit. He's already saying that they're going to fucking make the playoffs in the first season. His boys there, all this good shit. So, I mean, he's... Hey, continue to continue to write checks that you don't have to worry about cashing, buddy. I know, right? I was like, why don't you shut yeah, up? I mean, as, as fake as the WWE is, and we've talked about that, The Miz looked right at LeVar Ball and was like, uh-huh, and how many championships has you or your son won? Ooh. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they let them ad-lib to a certain extent or if that was a scripted line. I believe it. I was going to say that, yeah, that, that, that smacks of like just shit talk. But yeah, I, well, I mean, look, man, he wanted to, he, that's where his dad wanted him to go. I'm assuming that's where he wanted to go because I, for, for all the talk about him, about his dad, I couldn't tell you what his son's voice sounds like. I just know that his son looks like Screech fucked Drake and they shut out that kid. I mean, he, <laughs> I know, is, is, is Mrs. Ball white? I, high yellow something. I don't know. She, she's she she. I, I guarantee you, she's not Aunt Vivian Dark. I guarantee you that. And I'm talking the original Aunt Viv. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I I just I don't know, man. I, if that was my father and I was now a professional athlete, I'd have to set him down and be like, hey, oh, pops, it's, it's not time to sh- racist if it's true. Guess who's married what? to a white woman? LeVar Ball. Well, he's not all that dark himself. I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, it, it, he's not exactly like, you know, if if Rick James was still alive, he wouldn't be calling him darkness. So, but yeah, um, I, if, I was, if, I, if I was a professional athlete and my father was talking all this shit, I'd definitely pull him aside and go, you need to shut up now. Yeah. Your job of trying to sell me to get me drafted to the team that you want me to go to is over with. Yeah. Job's over, Dad. I got drafted. Now it's time for me to go to work. Yeah. 
right. And then, uh, was there any other really big news in the draft, really, as far as the NBA? Yes. No, not really. Like I said, Butler was the biggest surprise. People went, what the hell? And, Mm -hmm. you know, Josh Jackson, Monk, uh, Ball, everybody got drafted where they were supposed to. And then the very next night, the NHL draft. We'll let you guys talk about that. (laughs) I I just know what happened. Were there any surprises for you guys? Anything you thought? I mean, because they had the expansion draft and then the regular draft. I mean, was was Flurry going to the Knights like the worst kept secret in sports? I I just I kind of like how the Knights are going about. They, I mean, they had three picks in the first round, and they took a defenseman. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, I believe from Dallas in the expansion draft, who basically, I get the impression, probably told them, I'm not playing for you or something along those lines because they traded them and got two more draft picks. I mean, so they are they seem to be like trying to build for the the long run. And the, them not taking, well, I mean, they took Marc-Andre Fleury, which I kind of expected them to take him. I really expected them to take... Uh, Morazic as their backup goalie, but they didn't. So I guess to me that that means that all the the behind the scenes talk that's going on here in Detroit that he's a fucking head case. It must be something to it because he's a young goalie. You know, has proven that he can play, but he also has had his down. You know, his his with his ups come his downs. But, I mean, as a backup, yeah, sticking behind, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury and, and, you know, let him learn for a season or two. I mean, Fleury ain't getting any younger. So, Well, yeah, but at the same time, though, they have a chance to get the uh, Stanley Cup winning goaltender. Why not get him? No, that's why I, 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 that's why I said I figured they would take him and he would be their starting goaltender. I, I just figured as a backup they would take, like, I just figured they'd take Morazic, but I don't know. I mean, that, that leaves the Red Wings now with a situation in their hands because if I'm remembering correctly, the, the Grand Rapids team just won another Calder Cup, and that's their minor league team. And when... uh. Howard was hurt earlier this season. I can't remember the, the, the goalie they brought up from, from Grand Rapids, but I can't remember his name. But he played well. I mean, he, he wasn't you know outstanding, standing on his head, playing out of his mind, but he played well. So might have a little bit of a logjam there at, at, at the backup goaltender position going into the next season. But then again, you got, I don't know. Anyways, Red Wings, will eh, win if we get to him. Be one thing. I just, I'm kind of shocked. I figured that uh, Vegas would try to build a team that they could sell as we're going to win ASAP. And it seems to me they're doing the exact opposite. They're building a team that they're thinking of the long run. So, I mean, if that's the case, eh, you know, maybe they're pulling an Astros. Maybe they're, you know, they're pulling a 2014 Astros. Hey, in three years, we're going to be a team to contend with. And they are, you know. But as far as the draft, I don't know. I, there was no sure thing in this year's draft as far as I'm concerned. I didn't see any player that was like, that's a that's a 
got to have player in this draft. I just didn't see it. So there's no Crosby, there's no Ovechkin, no Austin Matthews, no Connor McDavid, nothing like that. Uh, didn't they have the NHL awards too? Yeah. Well, you know, the biggest story to come out of um, the last week in hockey, honestly, is Pittsburgh giving up a third or I think a th- I think a third line center and a couple draft picks to St. Louis to get their fucking tough guy. And hold on a sec, I gotta. <sighs> we could argue too. Now they got a big hole at goalie. Yeah, yeah. they trade. Who did they? Who? I'm, I'm, hold on a second. I want to I make sure I have this right. Uh, yeah, Ryan Reeves, who is maybe the disputed heavyweight champion in the NHL as far as you know, dropping the gloves at the moment. Um, yeah, he's now a Pittsburgh Penguin, and it is completely in response to the fact that they were getting roughed up in the fucking playoffs last season. Um, Wouldn't got Cindy a, a protector? Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, a draft pick and a fourth line uh, center for a guy who has, what, I think like 57 career points, something like that. I mean, he's he's not a... He's he's not for damn sure he's not. Excuse me, a power forward. He's kind of a throwback. I mean, played sixty four games last year. He had four points. His best season was he had eighty one games in two thousand fourteen, and he had twelve points. So, and I mean, he's only been above in the plus minus category once. So, I mean, it's, uh, they got what they wanted. They got protection for Crosby. And this is what supposedly the NHL doesn't want, is they don't want guys like him in the league anymore. Yet, I mean, what else, what else, could, what else could Pittsburgh do? Stanley Cup champions just got the biggest one they could find. I mean, you know, look, there's certain hockey reporters who just, you know, they, they just fucking... Crosby and, and Batman thread their little fucking dicks out through their pants and they just fucking suckle off whatever they give them to fucking stick in their mouth. I'm not one of those guys, but Pittsburgh was getting the shit beat out of them. And rightfully so. I'm sorry. You are a, Crosby's a well-known cheap, cheap shot artist. Only the biggest Crosby fucking cocksucking fucking fan is ever going to say different. Someone who's just completely... I mean, has just drank so much of his semen, it's oozing out of his fucking pores. All right? That's the only fucking person that's going to ever say Crosby isn't a cheap shot artist. And you have that reputation, and now he wants to be this elder statesman who, oh, I'm not that guy, and I'm not going to cry about you know people taking shots at me. No, you get your GM to do it for you. And then when nothing happened, what did he do? That GM went out and did what fucking hockey teams have done since the beginning of the NHL get someone to protect your star player. So it's going to be interesting. For damn sure it's going to be interesting. Because I saw a breakdown of fighting majors in the NHL, and 
Pittsburgh was probably in the in the in the middle third, mid, around the middle of the pack, and you know Nashville was right at the top. I mean, so if you want to talk about teams that that you know, you know Nashville made it to the finals playing with a brand of hockey that is frowned upon from certain people in the hockey world these days, and I mean, who the fuck thought they were going to be there when the playoffs began? We, we've had that conversation. Just just the biggest homer for for Nashville. That's it. Did you guys see the New Jerseys come out expert. last week? Yeah. See, apparently Nashville's Nashville's fans not happy with the New Jerseys. I I I don't know why they don't go back to CCM. They keep going to Adidas, Reebok, blah blah blah, Nike for a minute. It's just it's all a money grab, is all it is. Well, that's the same way with football jerseys. The Nike jerseys suck because they're all iron press on. You wash them three or four times, there goes your jersey. Yeah, unless you want to spend four hundred dollars on a fucking authentic, you know, on-field jersey with sewn on and everything, and like I said, you know, three fifty, four hundred dollars, depending on the team. That's ridiculous. That's a that's a that's yeah. a lot of fucking yeah. money, for, man. For a shirt. Yeah. Fuck all that. I'll take my. I mean, I had a shirt. I had a I had a legit uh, All-Star jersey that was given to me as a gift, and through pure fuckery. And being poor and having to live with other people, uh, this bitch who was fucking sweet talked her way with my roommate at the time into staying with us. Uh, basically, threw it away. Oh, yeah. And the response alive? was, uh, "Well, she, she very soon afterwards, her ass wasn't living with us. Let's put it that way." Ah. But uh, the, the response was, "Oh well, sorry." And I was like, "Oh well, sorry." Okay. Bitch, you got to go if you want to keep breathing. There's your choices. So, but yeah, I mean, it's just a money grab. It's just something new, and they're and they're going to pump it up as oh, it's going to, you know, it's going to do this. It's going to be more form fitting, blah blah blah. No, they they never are. So it's just just a way to get more money. That's it. I mean, I'm really surprised they didn't come out with. I'm surprised they haven't mandated teams have a third jersey, like official third jersey. Every season. I'm kind of shocked by that. Home away and extreme. Yeah, I mean, because the NFL basically is doing it now. They have the home away and the color rush jerseys. Yeah, the color rush. Oh, the color rush. You know, there's some baseball teams that have had like four or five jerseys in a season. You know, I'm just surprised the league hasn't mandated it. So it's another excuse to make more money. But hey, NBA selling ad space. Like the fucking soccer jerseys or NASCAR, so who knows what's coming? Yeah, and yeah, and we 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 said it as one of the subjects we first talked about when we first went on the air, Chris, and we both said before our in our lifetime we're going to see at least one sport have a bunch of fucking ad- advertisements on their jerseys, mm-hmm. and then what's gonna what's gonna happen when you got someone who's with Nike, but the team. The team's uh, advertiser, main advertiser, is Reebok or Adidas, but they have an exclusive contract with Nike. How's that going to work? See, now you're going to have to hire a traffic director just for fucking your jerseys. All right, well, we got to make sure we got no uh, no competing anything. Oh, I mean, yeah. isn't that just going to lead to shoe contracts with teams? If you think about it, yeah, kind of like, like, like college does already. I was just going to say, like with Michigan and and. 
the, you have the jump man, <laughs> the yeah. Michael Jordan jump man on Michigan football jerseys. Yeah, it's just going to go to that. That's all it is, you know. Michigan basketball jerseys as well, I think. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty much in all Michigan athletics. I mean, and and speaking of teams who have a ridiculous amount of jerseys, how many different uniform options do the Oregon Ducks have? Like something like twenty five between all the different jerseys and, and nobody likes and, any and of helmets them. and shit. Well, they, their colors are garbage in the first place. But I mean, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Nobody likes any of them. <laughs> <laughs> The Pacific Northwest ain't doing real well as far as uh, as jersey colors out there because I think Seattle's are fucking ugly. I think oh, the Huskies, a- purple and yellow. Oh god! Are you like talking? Ta- old- ta- no, 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 yeah, you're talking about the Seahawks, the blue, the green, the white. Yeah, the gray. come on, the neon green for the win. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, I got no, I got no beef with the Seahawks color scheme. I, I, I think it's I think it's disgusting, but that's that's just me. It just—it looks like something that, that after a heavy night of drinking and, and eating White Castle, that I flushed down the toilet. I don't From know. This creamsicle wearing motherfucker over here. <laughs> hey, I never wore a creamsicle. <laughs> it was pewter. It was a pewter power all stat jersey. All right. The, the chick, the chick who I was with at the time, knew better than to show up with a creamsicle jersey and expect me to wear it. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's it's. It's the it's the slow season. I mean, we're sitting here talking about fucking the NHL introducing new jerseys, and I mean, I still maintain that Ryan Reeves going to Pittsburgh is the biggest story in the last week in the NHL because it's just it's going to be interesting. Hey, real quick, uh, just to distract us one more time, or just to answer a question, uh. Oregon has 17,280 possible uniforms. Get the fuck out of here. You can get an article from January 12th, uh, 2015 from uh, For the Win, uh, sponsored by USA Today Sports. It says, Oregon could wear a different uniform every game until the year 3344. Jesus Christ. And Earl's right. They all suck. (laughs) They're all green and yellow. That's all they got. But anyway, sorry. That is ridiculous, man. That is, if I if I was if I was a student at that college, I would say, why is tuition not like two bucks per credit hour? Yeah, no, right. Because if you're selling this many fucking jerseys, there's no reason for me to be paying, you know, a couple thousand for a fucking three, you know, three hour or three credit hour class. There's just no reason. But and the athletes get none of it. Oh, of course. You know, that's 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 the beauty of. Uh, Using the the college football as as the NFL's minor league system, you know, I, I think that that's one of the reasons the NFL is the as far as the money making league out of all the sports league in Amer- leagues in America is the league because they don't have to support a minor league system at all. They let college football do it for them, yeah. so that's a lot of money they are saving. And they love to pretend that they're not involved with the NCAA. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. See, now I'm getting in, one day. You're gonna, now I'm getting into, like some deep state NFL shit. <laughs> yeah, they're not involved with the NFL. Isn't involved with the NCAA. Like peanut butter is not involved with chocolate in the Reese's Pieces cup. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know. Come on now. But oh, speaking of minor leagues, uh, did you hear uh, uh, Tebow Christ got bumped up? Got promoted? 
<laughs> to what? To the high single A team for the, the Mets. Oh, boy. For, from the ball boy no, to the bat boy. For no good reason. No one can... No sports writer I've seen writing about it has given a valid reason why he should been promoted. In I fact, heard this what, phrase because he puts cheeks in the seats. And if that's the case, then those minor league teams must be like something out of Brockmire. Seriously, there must be like just 20 people in the stands getting drunk every game. That's it. And it must be like five bucks to go to a game or something. Because I can't believe he makes the, he, he doesn't do anything. I mean, what has he done? Like I said, one sports writer named his article. He accepts the Lord Jesus Christ as his personal savior, Rich. That's what he does. Uh, that's nice, but apparently, you know, uh, uh, oh, shit. Who was the voodoo guy from uh, Major League? Serrano. Uh, yes. Yeah. Serrano was right. Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, one writer titled his fucking article. Tim Tebow continues to fail up. Well, you know, he he's hitting white. 222. He's white. Yes, in single A ball. Think about that. He's got That's double terrible. A and <laughs> triple A. Before He has to go through double and triple A before he even sniffs the majors. And you're hitting barely above the Mendoza line. Yeah. That's an issue. But what do I know? I mean, hey, with the season the Mets is having. I, I guess they have to look for any bright spot, and if they can make a little bit of money off their minor league teams, why not? Man, hasn't he seen the shape the NFL is in? Get back in. You know, go fucking trial for the Jets. Go trial for the Bears. You might get in. Oh, you'll get in the Bears as a fucking quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chris, honestly, I think if you make a, a YouTube video of you throwing a football around, they're going to sign you to a contract. Yeah, dude, get that NFL money. Get that league minimum. That's all, I mean, I'd, that's all I'd want. At, le- at least a practice uh, squad contract. Yeah. Give me the practice squad minimum. I don't give a shit. The practice squad minimum, like a million bucks? No, it can't be that much. I, I think it's like maybe 150000 well, Give me six-figure shit. I don't, I don't need know, seven. Right? But, I know, I, yeah, I know. Somewhere there's there's a there's a football player bitching about he's only making one hundred fifty thousand on a practice squad. No, but I I think even the practice squad's making like three hundred something. Well, I know that not that long ago. Well, it is that long ago now because I'm old. I, I, for some reason, the older I get, the more I think that like 1990 was ten years ago, and it's actually you know <laughs> we're almost twenty years removed from that decade. Anyways, uh, when it, yeah, it was in yeah late nineties. There was an article in the hockey news that the the NHL minimum was like one hundred seventy five thousand. That's the minimum you could make and be in the NHL. A practice squad minimum is one hundred seventeen grand. Yep. That's to make a minimum, uh, yeah, a minimum salary of sixty nine hundred dollars a week. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing to sneeze at. Oh, I'm hating life. Oh, I can't do it. $6,900 a week to get hit for a living. Call my ass Rudy. (laughs) I know, right? Well, okay. You got to think, though. Anybody on the practice squad who lines up against a guy like James Harrison is earning every penny. Yeah, I know, right? Did you see the video of that motherfucker playing volleyball with a medicine ball? No. Yes, that fool was playing volleyball with a medicine ball. James Harrison. Yes. (laughs) I'm t- all right. 
<laughs> Him and three other guys who weren't identified, at least not in the article I saw about it, but I was like, you got to be shitting me. That's just showing off at that point, dude. Well, all right. Jeff from CBS Sports. One day ago, see what this looks like. Oh, is this an Instagram picture? Or is this a video? Uh, it should be a video. Oh, here we go. We have a little spinny thing. What? No. Now some guy's getting the golf ball hit off his face by his kid. That is not what I wanted. <laughs> what? Did you go to America's Funniest Home Videos website? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Cast your own aspersions on CBSSports.com. <laughs> Maybe I have. This James Harrison shows off superhuman strength once again. Oh, there we go. Oh, here. I'm about to sound like hipster as fuck right here. It's like, well, it's like they're throwing it. They're not like playing volleyball with it. But I still get the strength, I guess, that this would take. But you don't impress me. Like, spike that motherfucker. <laughs> well, the video I saw, he did run up to the yeah. net and basically just throw it down right on the other side of the net. So. Serve it. No, th- these guys were like catching it with their hands and throwing it with two hands, which still, all right. 30. Dude, James Harrison is my. Oh, oh my God, if I did that, I'd be. I would complain about it for the next month if I did something like that. If you did that, you'd have to find out if your insurance covers a chiropractor. I sat down this morning in a stool, and my right thigh is hurt all day. All right? (laughs) Welcome to sciatic nerve pain. I know, right? And, dude, once it starts, it never stops. Yay. That's the tip of the iceberg, buddy. Yeehaw. But this motherfucker, he's playing volleyball with a medicine ball. <laughs> Seven grand a week. You can get hit by James Harrison. Apply with him. Is that Tim Tebow playing with him? I highly doubt that. <laughs> Unless Tim Tebow has gotten a significant tan. None of those were white guys. No, there's a white guy there. The token white guy? The white guy in the crew who's done some crazy shit to prove his worth. <laughs> it's probably like a Hispanic guy. And just the sun was hitting him at the right angle. They are outdoors. Sad day for former Lions player. What's that? Who's What happened? Uh, oh, shit, what's his name? Fairley? Nick Fairley? Is he dead? Oh, yeah. He's gonna, no, he's going to miss the whole season. Oh. And he might be done with uh, football altogether. Well, what happened? He has an enlarged heart. Oh. Yeah? Yeah, Sean Payton and the Saints are like, meh, sorry, dude. Have a good one. You're not dying for part of our organization. You can go collapse to someone else's practice facility. Not to be a smartass, but I guess I'm going to be a little bit. Uh, is this a surprise? No, but I mean, so the, does this like retroactively make the Lions getting rid of him look good? or not? Or not? Maybe they do. Maybe they knew. You already know Earl's answer, so yes, made him look like super geniuses. Well, it, they made him look like a super genius, whether he has an enlarged heart or not, because the man was always hurt, always. Well, he was also one of those guys. That I remember when he got drafted, he was like super cocky, throwing attitude all over the place. 
And in my in my experience, guys like that most of the time are selling wolf tickets more than fucking actually walking to the you know walking to talk. Well, the the other thing is, dude, he was standing next to Indomitian and Sue. You well, could dude, talk was, a good game when you were standing next to Sue. It wasn't just Sue. They also had Van and Bosch, and uh, uh, that was that was when the Lions had the number one defense in the league that year. He was part of that. Yeah, it was the it was the defensive line that you it was feared. It was like I don't want to run. Exactly, which was a, it completely a shock for us here in Detroit. Yeah, that was the one time in my life. Where the phrases "best defense in the league" and "Detroit Lions" were uttered in the same sentence, it was a nice feeling and not to have. Match. You know, it would be nice to have it in the same sentence with Detroit Lions playoff win. But it's it's June, all right? Trade, oh, wait a minute! Wait, wait. next month. It's going to happen. We're not going to we're not going to make our predictions. I mean, I'm, I know Earl says they're going undefeated all the way to the Super Bowl. Where they're going to crush New England? You know what? The, the uh, what in a week or two here is going to be the the tumbleweed week, where nothing's going on. Like even Wimbledon's on break the same time as the All Star. Maybe that's when we'll. Uh, Ooh! Did we'll, you guys hear about that? We'll go through and pick the. Oh yeah, there is McEnroe said yeah. shit about Serena, and he didn't apologize. And he ain't gonna. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, he didn't get the memo that, uh, you know, using stuff like facts and biology and, you know, shit like that. Yeah, that's not, it's frowned upon in today's society. I mean, because this is, this is, part of me thinks this is a setup to get another, uh, who is it, Bobby Riggs and uh, uh, who's a female tennis player that, that, that he played that was at the top of her fucking game in, in the middle of her career. And he was like a decade plus retired and she come out and beat him. And it was like, you know, I am woman. Hear me roar. Oh, congratulations. You beat a guy who hasn't fucking played, you know, professionally or competitively in a decade. Way well, to go. Came out of retirement. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest. The one, it's one of the few sports where you could put women against men. It's not a contact sport. Well, anybody that knows anything about Serena, I've watched Serena and Venus since they came onto the scene. Uh, Venus, no, she couldn't play with the guys. She just couldn't. She she was quick in her in her younger days, but now no. But Serena is a fucking beast, bro. I know many, many, many men that have said I do not want to stand on the other side of the court when she serves the ball. She hits a, a, a first serve as fast as any guy on the circuit. That's what I'm saying. That's, tennis is the, the, one of the very few sports where they could, they could have co- co-ed, I guess, for lack of a better word. And, okay, you want to talk some shit? You want to say you can hang with the boys? Go ahead. Prove it. Really? I'm looking up what he said here. This is really all he said. But, I mean, I guess... Why? Why am I surprised anymore at anything? But he said all, the, all of these. All that he said, I'm minimizing it. Uh, he said that she'd be like number seven hundred in men's tennis if she played. Or wait, what's his exact quote? She'd be like number seven hundred in the world if she played on the men's circuit. Right? No, she wouldn't. Which is, you know, 
it basically is an exaggeration. It's like when someone says, I gave 200%. It's impossible to give 200%, but we all know what they mean. I mean, hey, I'm all for it. And if she goes out there and dominates the, the best, you know, and the, beats top 10 men's tennis players, so fucking be it, dude. I mean, I know a bunch of women who don't give a single fuck about tennis that would be crowing about that. So, hey, you want to up your you want to up your sports brand? You want to get people to watch that wouldn't watch otherwise? Let men and women play each other. I mean, they can still have the women's, you know, and and men's separate, but do what they do when they play doubles. You know, have it have it separate from from that. But I mean, let's be honest, and guys. It, Probably in another 20 years, it's going to be that way anyways. And you already have people crowing about that they, there shouldn't be a best actor or a best actress category. It should just be best, you know, all-around actor regardless of gender. So how long until some, you know, a sport is basically co-opted and they just, you know, remove the gender lines? I mean, and what, what ones could they honestly do it? Like golf and tennis? I don't get... Serena Williams' statement, though, right at the end, she says, I've never put her, she tweeted, I've never played anyone ranked there, in quotes, nor do I have time. Respect me in my privacy as I'm trying to have a baby. Good day, sir. Well, I don't, uh, what, like, I don't understand that last sentence. How, how he was probably asked about, I mean, I guess I'm going to have to read the interview, but my guess is he didn't just spout off randomly to somebody with a microphone about Serena Williams. I'm going to use this crazy thing called context and maybe guess he was asked about her. And uh, I don't, how is it? What's how, how is he fucking up her privacy? Well, well she's trying to have a bit. I don't know. Maybe it's a little too much weed today. I don't get how her privacy is invaded. Or not respected. It's, it's not. It's just a way to play victim. That's just it. I mean, what's what, how's how is saying where her rank would be if she played with the men private? The ranks aren't private. They're public. And what does having a kid have to do with anything that he said? Yeah. Nothing. It's well, just a way to throw in there that welcome to the confused you know, white man podcast. It's it's just it's just a way to throw in there. You know, vic, I'm a victim. I'm a victim here. Okay, you're a victim. All right. Whatever. I, I, I'm just going to start treating people who claim victimhood the same way the Marine Corps treats people who claim victimhood. Okay. Well, that's nice. Now overcome, improvise, and adapt. You ain't got mute on Twitter? I got mute, and I'm nobody. You want to see Johnny Max tweets anymore? You don't have to see Johnny Max tweets anymore. And on top of that, this is John McEnroe. Yeah. He's known for saying outlandish shit so anyone who is is faking offense at this you know are, are you really really hey, so man. do you get do you get mad when you watch nature documentaries and bears do bear shit too we live in a world where bill maher had to apologize so who the fuck knows anymore <laughs> mr uh politically incorrect himself yeah oh well, I mean, let's take it to a, a not, I mean, it's a competitive sport to a point, but golf, you know, back, do you guys remember Annika Sorenstead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she went and played with the guys and failed. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Michelle Wee, right, Michelle Wee tried that shit, played in 13 men's tournaments, only made the cut once. But we're all equal. We're all well, equal that's what now, I'm, Earl. 
That's what I'm saying. There's no and more I mean, valedictorians or salutatorians. Everybody's equal. I mean, we, we went through this with Danica Patrick. Okay. All right. Well, she's in NASCAR. And <laughs> what the fuck has she won? Nothing. I mean, it, look. Money. I mean, well, yeah, she's making a living. More power to her. But, I mean, you know, this, this is the problem with looking at someone and going, oh, that person has the same genitals as me. So if that person succeeds, then somehow I feel like I've succeeded. No. Okay. No man on this podcast looks at Michael Jordan and goes, oh, because he was the best basketball player ever and he's a man. Somehow that means I'm part of that. Damn right. We made it a whole hour without bringing up Michael Jordan, and it wasn't me. You know, I mean, it, it, it's not the way it's not the way shit works. And as long as people choose to, to basically base their self esteem on what other people accomplish, then what you're basically telling the world is you have no self esteem. You live and die by what other people accomplish. And the truth is, the the feminists were were abandoning ship like rats on a sinking ship. Once Danica Patrick got in the NASCAR and did absolutely dick in there. I don't hear them fucking hemming and hawing about her anymore. I don't hear anything about her, uh, coming from them in their camp about, you know, oh, well, she's the best thing since whatever. Hey, you had somebody break the all-time WNBA uh, scoring record a couple weeks ago, and the most I've heard about it is on Michael Rappaport's podcast. Where's and no it? fucks were given. Where, where's every, yeah. <laughs> Where, where's everybody? Where's everybody on that one? Since we're all equal, it just, it, this just goes to show. Is it Diana Tarazzo, I believe, is her name. That these people who are pushing agendas and are trying to dictate narratives to us, like we're children, and tell us what we're allowed to say and we're allowed to think, they really don't. They don't give a fuck about the the, the causes. The cause isn't. I want to see a woman in MLB baseball one day. The cause is we want a woman who goes in and dominates. That way we can go, nah, 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 we told you. And when it doesn't Well, they happen, might get that, though, because that article you posted, hold Rich. Hold on, about hold that. on. Go ahead. Hold, hold on, I'm just saying. And when they don't get it, they abandon these people. And that's an insult to these people. And if I was one of these people, I would be like, if, if I was Danica Patrick, the, the next time... If a, let's say Danica Patrick comes out and wins the what is it, the Sprint Cup now? I can't keep track of how many times they've changed her name. No, didn't we discuss it's not Sprint the after this Cup? season? Yeah, the Monster Monster Cup. Cup. <laughs> let's say she comes out and wins it. That's what size right? I wear. I go. I need a Monster Cup. Sorry. The, the, if I'm her, the first the first fucking shaved head, horned rim, gender fluid, third wave feminist that gets up and try to fucking act like she did something and piggyback off of my fucking winning that. I'm going to tell her to go sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. Because where the fuck were you when I wasn't winning? That's my point I'm, getting, I'm trying to get across here. These, these, these people pushing these agendas do not give a fuck about Danica Patrick on a, on a, on a personal level. They care if, as long as they can use her to further their agenda. You know what really sucks is that the, a lot of people that are pushing these agendas actually believe that these people have a shot and it's not that they drop them like a bad habit on purpose i think they're more disappointed and like shit there goes our shot yeah, but here's here's the bitch of it okay when they go and they try to shove this down people's throats sports fans throats that's when sports fans do what is human nature to do when someone tries to force you to do something 
human nature is to push back and resist. All right, I'm a baseball fan. I'm a football fan. I'm a hockey fan. If there was a female hockey player that could play in the NHL at a high level, I wouldn't give a shit that she's female. Put her on my fucking team if she's gonna help us win. If there was a female that could, uh, if there was a female that played baseball that could put the ball in the fucking, you know. <laughs> In the cheap seats in the outfield. I don't give a shit. Put that bitch on my team. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter to me. I mean, in that article I sent, what what, what was it? Kathy Ireland looked like wannabe. Yeah, but do you remember what college it was? It wasn't in Colorado or something like that. Somewhere in the Southwest. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, man. You got... Whatever the fuck his name is, because I refuse to learn it until he can actually fucking hit a field goal down there in Tampa Bay. If this chick can, can kick better than him, draft her ass next year. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> all I want is a winning team. That's that's all I care about. He wants extra points made, long field goals. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Annika Sorenstam, I, I thought, maybe had a shot on the PGA Michelle Wee, I never gave her a chance because she's too young to understand the the gravity of the situation she was in. Uh, I'm just going off women in sports. Danica Patrick, everybody knew, wasn't going to be like a front runner in NASCAR. Uh, just the fact that she's a woman and was in NASCAR was a great story and rally cry for people to watch it. Um. But she was never going to win a, a cup. And I'm going to call it the Winston Cup. I've never called it the Sprint Cup, the, the Nextel Cup, or Mommy Daddy's Cup. It's the Winston Cup. Always will be. Chick-fil-A Cup. Yeah. <laughs> the Denslow Cup. No. Baseball. <laughs> Take a back seat, fucker. That Cup Cup. <laughs> well, I, it, look, I mean, I think we all can agree. Serena Williams is, up to this point in, in history... The most dominant female tem- tennis player ever. Oh yeah, I mean, it, this, so, I don't even think so, that's so, up for debate. Like, you know, top fifty men's. <laughs> but but moreover, it's that's one of those. I, I I don't see her as a Danica Patrick. I don't see her as as a, a ratings getter. I actually think she could really compete in the men's side of tennis and do very well. Well, what what? And forgive me for not knowing this because it, it's golf, but. Just from a layman's perspective, it seems like what would kill most women golfers playing against men golfers is that men would most likely be able to outdrive them. Yep. Right. Yeah. Correct. I mean, you if if once it gets to the short game and and and, a, and your putting game, that's not a power game. Oh my! Oh you, oh! I didn't think of this. Do SJWs know? That there are men's tees and ladies' tees. Oh my God! There would be protests throughout the country once this gets out. Well, where do you go if you're gender fluid? I know, right? <laughs> That's what I want to know. It's just a brown tee. Well, the women's t- no, the women's tee is moved up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have less yardage. You have to less right. yardage. And, it's even and on the scorecard that way, so gender too. fluid be somewhere like. Middle between both of those. So, well, and I think the thing of gender fluid is you you feel you're a different gender yeah. 
day to day. So yeah, if I was if I was a guy looking for an advantage, all of a sudden I would feel very feminine that yeah, day and need, need to hit from the, the woman's team. Yeah, hit from the ladies' team today, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm, closer I'm, to the pin. All right. I'm menstruating today. I'm going to hit from the ladies' tee. So you guys go ahead and sit back there. 50 bucks a hole? You, you know what pisses me off about that when that became a thing, gender fluid? And I mean I, the golf I course. Saying, I kept saying, I, I, I'm a woman in a man's body and I'm a lesbian. Come here. Let me try it out. No. Kept getting denied. So disappointed. I hate speech ice, man. Yeah, but to be fair, I knew you when you had hair. And you kind of looked like a lot of lesbians I've met in my lifetime. <laughs> so, I'm saying that. It's just a fucker, what? <laughs> I mean, uh, and some of them girls, uh, some of them, some of them sisters, uh, they actually had more facial hair than you. So I don't know. <laughs> kind of scary. <laughs> but I, I mean, I mean, okay, look. Since we're kind of like in a lull in the sports, we're, we're, we're entering the, 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 the period where there's going to be a couple of weeks where it's going to be slow. I mean, we might as well talk about subjects that aren't necessarily in the news because there's not a whole lot of, well, not a whole lot of shit to talk about in the news. Well, there is one thing, though, Rich, that we really need to talk about because oh I talked about it last week and then it blew the fuck up. Aaron Judge. And, and Yankees. Mm-hmm. They have his own section in Yankee Stadium now. Why is that where he hits the most? No. No, that's where he plays in right field. It's called the Judge's Chamber. There's an 18 seat section in Yankee Stadium that's called the Judge's Chamber. That's, that's clever. So that's news? Well, it's news because people <laughs> are upset about it. Why? Because what, they say it's, the fuck? quote, you're going to like this. They, they say it's, quote, too soon. For, for what? <laughs> yeah, it's what the owner said. Too soon for what? <laughs> for our fans okay. to enjoy our players? First of all, there's no, I guarantee you, there's nowhere in that section of Yankee Stadium an official plaque put up by the fucking Yankees themselves that says the judges' chambers. That- okay, dude, there is. Stop. There is. There's a big brown plaque it looks like a, a courtroom setting and it says the judge's chamber but and who hold on who put that up the yankees or the fans yeah the yankees and it's an 18 seat section okay well then i then the steinbrenner family is doing what the steinbrenner family does they're cashing in on their fucking their star player but i mean this is is this anything new guys down in tampa they have Little sections where fans sit up near the field are named after different players. You know, there's like Allstott Alley and you know, blah blah blah, and and I mean that's that's not the black hole for the Raiders. I mean, this is the dog pound for Cleveland. There you go. I sent it to you. I'm still, I'm still, my brain's still like trying to wrap around too soon because the captain left and oh it's too soon to have another uh section for a player well they never really did this for any player including jeter well you know how you know how it's going to be too soon it's going to be real simple and three players out 
Yeah, in three seasons, if he if we're going, hey, remember that one year that he you know was amazing, and then he fucking petered out. If he turns into Mark Fidrich part two, oh, yeah, then I guess then then I then I guess that people have a fucking legit beef. Everybody dresses in robes, but I don't see it. He he might have to get hurt. You know, I'm not putting a hex on him, but or he would have to get hurt. <laughs> Or they'll do a blood test. Like, wow, there's more HGH than blood in your body. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's kind of, I mean, that's, that's the pace he's on right now, quite honestly. Is, at some point, people are going to be like, okay, drugs, calm down. Aaron, drugs. Go face the judge in the judge's chamber. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean, recording this podcast, he's like two for three. He's got a, he's got a ribby. Uh, dude, the dude is sick, man. He's hitting just he's astounding. He's got like astounding numbers, and his strikeouts are high as hell. He's That's a what's really three thirty average. Right, twenty six home runs. Wow. Well, he's a power hitter. Power hitters tend to strike out a lot more. It's very rare to have a power hitter who has a great eye at the bat. I mean, that, that's one of the things that made Miggy so... I mean, 330, that's great. It's one out of every three times he's hitting the ball. Well, that and the other two times he's striking out. <laughs> well, and that's... But once again, this goes back to the whole sabermetrics thing, man. I mean, that's, you know, on-base percentage. What's his on-base percentage? 443. I mean, he's 100 points above his batting average. I mean, that's so 43% of the time he goes to bat, he ends up on base. 60% of the or time. Scores a home run. It works every time. You know, so that's not too bad. But, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, I'll tell you what. Longest home run ever in that one week. The next week, he's like the shit in the Yankees. <laughs> oh, yes, as a fantasy owner. I'm quite pleased. He's just sitting on the waiver wire. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> when he finally gets that big paycheck, he better do something about them fucking teeth. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, whoa. He's seen a gap like that straight in. Strand. Homeboy looks like he could eat a carrot from around the corner. I mean, dude, there's, there's some choppers. Yeah, he is a goofy-looking motherfucker. But he's going to be rich. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, didn't we discuss? He's only making like a half a million dollars right now. Yeah. Rookie contracts are a motherfucker. Well, guess who's guess who just earned his payday? Well, he's got to put together a whole season. Just keep in mind, we're coming up on the all-star break. Season's half over. Well, you know how you know he's a fucking, he's a, a sensation outside of baseball? Rolling Stone is doing articles, an article about him. Really? About how he's changing baseball. Not real. How? He's hitting the I, ball more? <laughs> I mean, like, oh my God. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm, sitting here, I'm sitting here looking at it, yep. It's obvious, like, people younger than us are starting to run things. Like, when you, when you hear things like that, like, how is this guy changing baseball? He's not changing anything. He's hitting a lot of home runs for the Yankees. What? He's a nice guy? Is that why? Because he's wow. doing it clean without drugs? Oh, is he white? <laughs> is that another thing? This is this is kind of shocking. I didn't know this. Uh, Yankees 
rookie record for home runs is 29. Well, give this give, give him a week. Yeah, exactly. He's four away at the time of this article. Hey, he's playing right now. Game ain't over yet. And and I know the I know the the all the overall record for rookie home runs is 49 set by McGuire in 87. And I think he's got a very legit shot of beating that, so. But I mean, is he a is he a Mike Trout? Is he a five-tool player? I mean, he's, he's sitting in right field. That's got to tell you something. Oh, dude, I watched him run down and, and chase fly balls. The guy, the cat's got skills, man. It's not just a power hitter. You know, he's not, you know, Cecil or Prince Fielder. He's not just sitting on first base chilling, waiting to hit a home run. He's out there doing it. Yeah, but I mean. He's a big son of a bitch, too. I mean, it's it's been pretty much a given that if you have an arm, but you don't have the greatest range. They're going to bury you in right field. And if you don't have the arm, then they're going to stick you at first base. I mean, Trout, he has speed, range, power. I mean, hits for average. I mean, it, he's, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just remember all the stink that we heard that Mike Trout was the best player in baseball and Miguel Cabrera was a distant second. So I'm wondering how long until we hear that the, the argument between Trout and Aaron Judge. Well, well he got extended a invite to the home run derby, and if he takes that and wins, eh, there could be discussion. Yeah, but dude, the home run derby—I mean, that's nice. It's good. It's 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 cool to watch for fans. But that's got a bad habit of, of guys go into that hot and they come out of it cold, dude. Yeah. I mean, there's been there's been all types of baseball talking heads over the years that have said that guys go in there. Like Bobby Abreu in 2005. I mean, he went in there and just fucking smashed the records up to that point. And then basically lost his power for the most part for the rest of the season. I mean, so, I, I mean, the, I don't know. Is it akin to the Madden curse? Well, you know, I don't know. But and and it might it might be a mental type thing, <clears throat> you know. Guy gets in there and kills it like that. All of a sudden, he's on the national stage. Every time he goes to bat, he starts feeling the pressure that he has to put up, he has to put one in the fucking stands. That you know, that's <laughs> well, it's one of the things that, that people, especially casual sports fans, I don't think they realize. Uh, not everyone rises under pressure. Some people actually fold. A lot of people fold more so than people that rise to the occasion. Well, Carlos Stanton has already done a like a Broadway Joe type move and said he's bringing the home run derby home to Miami. Like, why don't you talk shit about the home run derby? Because like, it's in Miami. Like, what do you get off he, of that? He plays for the Marlins and he they ain't got shit else to talk about down there. Yeah. Buzzing. I mean, honestly, it. <laughs> what the fuck is going on in Miami? Nothing. Mm-hmm. They're just another team there. Yeah. I mean, well, the Florida Gators won the College World Series. If anybody cares. Wow, dude. Wow, dude. If there was, a, you know, again, Rich, he's our Tom Mazaway. <laughs> there should be. If we had a penalty box, I'd put him in it. Bringing up <laughs> the, the, the College World Series. I mean, we already you already brought up tennis. <laughs> the human nonsequitur. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't bring up tennis. You brought up tennis. Ah. <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh, but I was, I was just going to say, you can't script uh, 
if you're in the AL East, you can't script this shit better than you can right now. You got the Yankees and the the White Sox tied for first. They've just been duking it out. All you mean season. Red Sox? Yeah, Red Sox. Did I say White Sox? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, brains on autopilot sometimes. But yeah, you Boston and New York. I mean, well, I just real quick, I want to get back to the whole Trout versus Judge thing because I'm going to call it right now. If that conversation starts. They're going to give Aaron Judge a whole lot more leeway than they gave Miguel Cabrera just because of who he plays for. Yeah. Also, uh, Mike Trout's team is 12 and a half games out. Well, he's out although, at the moment. But, although I mean, they still. have the same record. It's just the Astros are that fucking good. Jesus Christ. Looking at yeah. their, their, their 52 and 25. Jesus. But, I mean, yeah, I, I think that definitely the baseball world is... And it's one of the things, it's, it's one of baseball's charms, but it's also one of its drawbacks, is they cling to their past so much. And I think a lot of the old-timers still think of New York as the mecca of baseball mm-hmm. because of the days when you had, you know, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Yankees. And, I mean, just, I think anybody that wears a Yankee uniform gets a little bit more credit than they should. But on the flip side of it, when they don't live up to expectations, they also get a lot more harsher criticism than they would if they played for, oh, I don't know, Detroit, Kansas City, Toronto. So, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very interested to start hearing. If, if Judge keeps it up through the season and he ends the season strong and he starts next season and he picks up where he, he left off, I'm I'm guaranteeing you're going to start hearing a lot of talk about who's the best player in baseball. And whereas Miguel Cabrera was pretty much written off right out of the gate by anyone but Detroit fans, I don't think it's going to happen with Aaron Judge. And once again, solely based on where the fuck he is. Because Mike Trout and Judge are both the same age. They're both 25. Yeah. Just Trout's been in the league, like, what, four years longer, five years longer? Like, Trout came in early. Right, but I don't. I don't see a Mike Trout farm or a Trout pond or anything like that in his stadium. Oh, you're calling out the Angels fans. Well, I mean, come on. Well, that's also that's also an issue. I mean, Slate had an article. Not you're asking that long Los ago. Angeles sports fans to get involved in something, Earl. That's a big fucking. You know, they have the Dodgers right now. The Dodgers are like what one or two games behind in the record from the Astros. I bet you LA could give two shits. Well, I mean, you know, Slate.com had an article. Basically saying, why doesn't anyone, or asking, why doesn't anyone care about Mike Trout? And this has been, you know, various talking sports talking heads for a couple of years now. He's fucked by where he plays, man. Playing on the West Coast, most of you, most of the media headquarters are on the East Coast. ESPN is in Bristol. You know, where's 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 Fox Sports uh, headquarters at? Fox, it's not a, uh, Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, you know, TBS. You know, their sports divisions, I'm guessing, out of Atlanta. These are all East Coast time zones. So you got a lot of people who aren't up at 1030 at night when Anaheim games start, let alone watching the whole thing until 132 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Because for all the talk of shortening the length of games, baseball games have gotten longer this season than ever before in history. You know, I heard something that uh, they keep talking about they, they're going to see coming soon that I'm actually a fan of. Uh, the concept of, uh, what is it, the pitch clock? 
I mean, yeah, you got a shot clock in baseball or baseball. You got a shot clock in basketball. Uh, you know, you got the play clock in in football. Why not a pitch clock in in baseball? I mean, what it is is that such a big adjustment saying you got so much time to get a pitch off? Uh, yeah, but what's going to be the what's going to be the penalty? Is it is it going to be like a balk? Are they going to give the, the the batter first base or a ball? That's see, that's too that's too light. That's too light of a fucking punishment. Because if that's the case, then what, then who the fuck cares? I'm with you on the balk. Like, yeah, it could, you you could uh, you could put a guy on base. You fuck that shit up. I mean, if I'm a, if I'm a pitcher and I'm ahead of guy ahead of a guy two and zero, oh, and he just keeps fouling pitches off, then yeah, that, I'm worried about. Okay, you know, I don't want to I, I I don't want to throw him a meatball. Blah 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 blah. But if I mean, dude, if you're sitting there and you got the guy on the ropes, you don't give a shit. And I mean, you know, two zero, okay, give him, give me, a, give him a ball, okay, big deal. So it'd have to be a balk. I mean, that's once again, that's a big fundamental change to the game. I mean, that's that's right up there with putting a guy on second in extra innings to start the inning. I mean, that is like. But I mean, I don't see it as that shaking things up that much. Just you have a time limit to. Make your pitch in. I mean that. Uh, I don't see that shaking things up as say like putting somebody on second, cutting down the t- meeting time on the mound. Well, also, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the pitch clock itself. I'm talking about it being a balk if they go over and they violate the pitch count. I guess or the pitch clock. I don't see it fucking with the integrity of the game as much as something like just putting somebody on base automatically because that's like giving you credit for like shit you didn't do but you know here's the problem is it when joe torrey started winning with the yankees he was infamous for stalling the game if you look at those early 2000 yankees red sox games those games went on for fucking ever man because i mean he would come out in the middle of in the middle of an at bat he would change pitchers in the middle of an at bat I mean, he'd send his pitching coach out, and then, you know, a batter later, he'd come out, and then he'd come out and he'd do a pitching change. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And half the time, you'd have everybody on the fucking infield up at the, at, at the pitcher's mound. Hey, man, I'm one of those. I mean, maybe I'm one of the part of the problem. We talk to the baseball purists. I'm one of those people who's kind of on the side of let's speed this game up a little bit. Like, no, I'm, I'm, hit, I'm with you. But the problem is, is that Joe Torre started winning with that style of baseball. And what is sports? For the most part, sports are copycats, leagues. Yeah. When, when teams start seeing teams succeed doing something, they copy it. Yep. I mean, the, the NFL is the worst for it. I mean, the NFL is, if a team starts to have success. Remember, remember the Wildcat? That, yeah. that was going to be the it new all the rage in what, the late 2000s. It's all about the Wildcat. Yeah, you know, before that it was... You know, the cover two, Tampa two defense. Before that, it was the West Coast offense. I mean, that's the whole reason they brought Steve Mariucci in here to Detroit was to implement a West Coast offense. So what you're saying is we need some millennial managers in baseball, and then we can get this pitch. We we, we speed up the, the pace of play. Get some well, ADD about it, managers. The real breakthrough in, in baseball has been in the front office, not necessarily in man- in managing. Like, the biggest the biggest thing as far as managing the game that has come about is the shift, the extreme shifts they do for, for you know, left-handed pull hitters. 
And that was an answer to guys like David Ortiz and, you know, guys like that who are just constantly a pole hitter, constantly hitting it to the right side. But, I mean, the major shift in thinking in baseball came in the front office with the whole money ball, you know, situation. We haven't really had an on-field shakeup. You know, a, a manager who come and just revolutionized how people look at managing the game. So maybe it is time for... I mean, that's what they were trying. That's what Tigers are trying with Awesomeness. I'd say that experiment's failed, though. I mean, he's not the right guy. Maybe it is time to start giving younger fucking managers shots at fucking teams. Or you could even argue that baseball, you have a huge opportunity to kind of roll like the NFL and where NFL, NBA, in where um, you can argue that in the NBA, if you can control the pace of the game, you win. And I see an opportunity like that in baseball. You know, if, you know, it's, I mean, it'd be some unorthodox shit. But, you know, if you can control the pace of the game, you could obviously, you could, you could, some, some next level shit for baseball. I don't know. I just. Hey, do you guys know who my took is? What? I don't even think you know how to say what you just said. (laughs) I don't. Why don't you spell it? M A H T O O K. M A H T O O K. Matuk. Yeah. Sounds like a restaurant. Mikey like Matuk. Yeah. Oh, he works. Okay, he's for the Tigers. He played for the Devil Rays, according to Wikipedia. It's right in front of me. Why are we looking this guy up? I was just watching Sports Center. He made it like a killer catch. And I was like, A D D motherfucker. <laughs> Just never heard of the guy. We're like talking about changing up changes in baseball. That's a change. Like, <laughs> I never heard of this motherfucker. A baseball player made a fun. catch. Yeah, that's a change. <laughs> you are like the fucking a baseball player I never knew existed on the Tigers. You're yes. like the dog and up, dude. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Well, I mean, while we're talking about the Tigers, what the f- what happened? Like, what, two weeks ago, weren't we talking about how competitive the Central, the AL Central was? And out now, the Tigers are like seven games out, and it's about to be the All-Star game. I mean, are they just, do they just see too much of a struggle trying to go down the stretch? Are they trying to tank before the All-Star so they can be like buyers or sellers? Or what the fuck is going on? Uh, dude, I don't know. There's fingers being pointed everywhere. There was an article today that came out basically saying that Awesomeness is, is passing the buck on to the players. And then there's an article that come out through 97.1, our local sports station, that says, you know, Awesomeness is, it's not his fault. He's, he's dealing, the, you know, he's playing the hand he's been dealt. Etc. Etc. And then there's the old tired standby bits that everybody goes to when the when the Tigers start fucking playing like they're playing. Fire Leland. This, this team is <laughs> this team isn't built for the ballpark they're in. They got too many power hitters. They don't have enough speed. Oh, shut up! I hate those people. It's the it's the same shit you hear. I mean, you heard 2005 and in pre- previous. From 2000 to 2005, you hardly heard about it, except for a few like seasons here and there. 2007 comes to mind. They, they, when when they, the 2007 team underperformed as badly as they did, you start hearing, well, this is what you get for trying to build a power team 
in a in a small ball park, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I look six games out. I mean, what was the what was their last? Would they would they go on like a seven game losing streak? They're two and eight in their last ten. I mean, that, that is fucking thing sucks. If I'm Al Avila, if I'm the GM, I'm selling. I'm who, selling. Who are we selling? I, I hate to say it, but I mean, yeah. You might get something for Miggy. You definitely can get something for Verlander. Those are the exact two names that came to mind. First thing was like, my, first thing jumps to my mind is get something for Miguel Cabrera while you can. Because right now, Miguel Cabrera is serviceable at first. But if you can find a team who thinks that they're that they just need a DH and he'll accept DHing then you might be able to get above what he's actually worth from that team because they're going to overvalue him. Verlander, in my opinion, the best place to shop him is anywhere in the National League. Dude, I dropped him a month ago. He's just sitting on the waiver wire. Like, oh, he's not turned it around. And another guy, too. I, I, I don't, can you get a bag of baseballs for V-Mart? He doesn't even seem like he wants to be here anymore. Between his, you know, coming out and saying that it, the ballpark has cost him, well, he's once again we're back to what we were just talking about. He's bitching about the ballpark has cost him, you know, how many home runs and and, and, and you know how many points in his batting average, et cetera, et cetera, because he's he's his stats are better on the road. I mean, that's that's a fact. There's no opinion there. That's just cold hard numbers. Well, you knew that when you signed with this team, all right, and you weren't bitching about it when you were making, you know, this team was making runs into the playoffs and runs at the World Series. And we're the, you know, we're the favorites to go to the World Series for a few years there every preseason. He wasn't bitching then. Now that the team is tanking, all of a sudden he's got all this, this shit that he wants to talk. And on top of it, apparently he came out the other day and said, oh, I know when I'm going to stop playing baseball. You know where you got that shirt. You know where you got that shirt. You know where oh, you got shit. that shirt. You it's on a loop. Whoops. Charlie Murphy was a little upset about that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but, I mean, so if, if he's making that much noise, it doesn't seem like he wants to be here. I don't think you're going to get anything for him. I, I just don't. I think your best, like I said, your best bet, find a team who feels they're a DH away from having a good, solid batting lineup who will overpay from Cabrera and shop Verlander to the National League. Because you got to keep J.D., Got to keep that guy. He's gone, dude. Really? I, I, I just I don't see him staying. I just don't. I mean, he, he already went to arbitration once. I mean, that's not a guy who's that's not a guy who's motivated to sign. Now, I mean, I, he could shock me. Who knows? But I, I just don't. I don't think he's motivated to sign with him. I think it's time. I think it's time to go. We had a nice, you know, eleven, twelve seasons. We had some good memories out of it, but it's time to start rebuilding. Because if not, they're going to end up chasing the top of that division just to be first-round fodder. And I'm sorry, I don't want another fucking situation like we have with the Red Wings with the Tigers. I'd rather take three or four down seasons and then build the right way, bring talent up through the fucking farm systems, wait till they have a solid core of young players, then make moves to bring in veterans to fill in holes instead of to keep trying to sign these stars who are demanding more and more money, and let's be honest, I mean, they get these contracts, and all of a sudden, boom, until they're they're playing for their next contract, 
their stats take a huge dip. Where the fuck's Albert Pujols? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, gone. He's an afterthought. No one even fucking brings him up hardly anymore. Yeah, he's still there. He's on the Angels. Still making buku bucks, too. I mean, Mickey, they had to sign, and they, they overpaid for him. They're going to have to eat some of that contract. The reason I keep saying send Verlander to the National League if you can is because historically most American League pitchers that go to the National League they can have a little bit of a career renaissance because they're not hit. They're not facing nine solid batters every game. They're facing eight guys and a pitcher and then pinch hitters. And he might be able, because the national league teams would go, Hmm. Yeah. Maybe if we brought him over here and you know, with the way the national league is not having a designated hitter, Maybe that'll give him that little bit of boost to get over the hump to where he is a solid number two or number three starter. But once again, for the money he's making, you're going to have to eat some of that contract. And it's just it comes down to how much is the, the Illich family willing to, to eat these contracts to move these guys. All right, so yeah, move those guys, bring in Albert Pujols, sign Michael Jordan, and Tim Tebow. Boom. We'll win the Super Bowl. Right. Well, you ain't going to win shit, but it'll be entertaining. <laughs> Asses will be in the seats, yo. <laughs> well, I mean, who's... Okay, right now, as it stands, who... What teams are just flat-out sell... You know, in, in fire sale mode? As far as I know, the Mets are the only ones that have fucking declared themselves sellers from here on out for the season. Giants. They're 11, 11 and a half out. If I'm the Giants, I'm selling. Yeah, God, that is... Whew. Once again, there you go. Look at the Giants. I mean, we're making a, a strong case for them being a fucking dynasty, uh, and they're 23 and a half games out. Not this year. Yeah. I mean, dude, that is insane. Their record is almost the exact opposite of the Dodgers who are sitting in first. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Phillies are selling. Yeah, I would say the Phillies. I, but I've heard I've heard the rumors that, well, it seems like you hear this every year. The Pirates are talking about they might shop McCutcheon around. But it seems like every year I hear that, and then nothing ever comes of it. So I, that's, I'm, I guess call me a, a, a – I'm from Missouri. Show me. Uh, Until it happens, I'm not going to believe it. An honorable mention to the uh, Mets, uh, possibly the White Sox. Uh I mean, really, Texas, Seattle, or Oakland, too, could all be sellers. I mean, it really is. I, here's the bitch of it. I look at the Blue Jays sitting in last place in the AL East, and they're six games out, and I don't go, oh, they're out of it. I don't I don't write them completely yeah, off. So I didn't bring them up. But I look at the Tigers sitting six games out fourth in the, in the AL Central, and I go, they're completely out of it. That's how little faith I have in the team. That's true, but I'm sure you're a little bit more up on Detroit Tiger news than uh, Toronto Blue Jay news. But dude, we got the Royals ahead of us, the Indians, uh, the Twins. All of a sudden, are remembering they're the Twins. I, it's and then too, I mean, really, the American League looks like right now it goes through Houston or New York. Uh, I mean, New York's looking pretty strong. I mean, Boston aren't any slouches either, but. I don't know. I know from 
from probably a, a national TV ratings, this would be a complete disaster. But I kind of want to see a fucking Houston Astros, Washington Nationals World Series. Yeah, that's definitely not what the TV networks are hoping for. They want to. They want a Yankees Dodgers series. Yeah. And I mean, just to be honest with you, I'm, 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 I've had enough Yankees in my lifetime to last me three lifetimes. And I've, I'm really sick of the fucking Red Sox at this point, too. Because the Red Sox, at some point after 2004, turned into the Yankees just a little farther north. Their fans became insufferable cocksuckers, and they walk around pounding their chest like, they're, like they've done something. And still, and still try to shit on the Yankees for buying their championships. Motherfucker, what did you guys do? Yeah. The same fucking thing. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, I, I, to me, you know, and we've said this, and this, this is what, I guess, this is what happens when <laughs> I, I work like I do. Uh, I, baseball, for me, the, the, the season really starts after the All-Star game. Absolutely. I start picking you know, up around August. Everything up to then is just prologue. So, you know. I do have to say, definitely the fantasy baseball teams kept me a little bit more engaged in the baseball season this year. So, a nod to that. But, yeah, it's going to, it's, it's going to, oh, God. Jesus. I just, I, I really, I, I really don't want to come playoff time and see a Yankees Red Sox series. Oh God. And then then so pull out sufferable. Then, then pull out all the fucking highlights like we've never seen them before. And how and shitty to, will Facebook look with every all of a sudden everyone's rooting for the Yankees or Boston. Yeah, no two teams bring out maybe the Dallas Cowboys. That's true. But but in baseball, no two teams bring out the bandwagon fans like the Yankees and the Red Sox. Like if you're from New York, you're from Boston, New England, whatever. You know, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about motherfuckers who you know <laughs> live in Chicago, and all of a sudden they got you know a Red Sox Facebook profile picture. It's like get the fuck out of here, dude. Maybe they live in Wichita, and you. Were- but they didn't move there. But they didn't move there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, but they didn't move there. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, 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 Earl and I have. Well, he's 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 a guy I know. He's a friend of Earl's, but uh, we know a guy who tends to root for whatever team strikes his fancy at the moment and kind of bend with the wind. I mean, when I first met the guy, he was all about. Brodeur and the Devils, and then he was all about uh, Van Beesbrook and the Panthers for a second, and now he's 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 all about the Lightning. So there are there are sports fans like that. They suck ass. <laughs> I wouldn't be Although we it. are the we are the half you know we are the you know half ass sports fans. So I guess uh, kind of talking out of both sides of our mouths here. Yeah, but there's one thing. There's one thing I'll give Earl. As much of a homer as, as you can be, dude, you still fucking you're you're a Lions fan through and through. Dude, he was there in 2009, rooting my boys in every game that we didn't win. 
Dude, I remember when I met him, he was rocking a Spielman jersey. Yeah, there you go. Right, he's my boy. I mean, it was like, yeah. Like, he was, like, if you saw a Spielman jersey in a crowd at RU, at Redford Union High School, you're like, oh, there's Fitz. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what I mean, said last week in the 54 show. Man hits you so hard, breaks his own neck. That's a bad <laughs> motherfucker. Hey, well, since we are talking about football, how'd you guys see this shit with Vince Young talking shit about, you know, how how's Ryan Fitzpatrick still getting paid and I'm not? <laughs> the league of interceptions, how's this fucker getting paid? <laughs> well, he didn't he didn't get sued every half an hour. I think that's kind of what uh Rich was alluding to during our little pre show meeting. Vince Young tended to come with a whole lot of baggage. And wasn't there, didn't, wasn't there kind of wasn't there a gambling problem or something? Am I am I high or was there some kind of problem that came with him involving gambling? I thought I thought the biggest issue was he was getting sued for like three hundred or four hundred thousand over some party that he threw and supposedly didn't pay people for. And I thought that was the big issue. Um, they well, full disclosure, I just. Earlier today, they had like an eight-minute segment that looked like it was from E60 or something that someone had posted online. I think it was like Total Pro Sports or whatever the fuck. It was, you know, they posted to YouTube and then they reposted it, and it was a little story about him and how he came out of, you know, college. And then Jeff Fisher wanted, uh, uh, oh shit, Matt Leinart, and shit, I believe he thought he 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 had Leinart and Cutler above. Vince Young, and so when they took when Tennessee took Vince Young, he basically now this is according to Vince Young's camp. They he did everything he could to cut his legs out from under him. Now I I, I don't know how much I don't know how much I buy that. I mean, what head coach is going to tank an entire team just because he didn't get the quarterback he wanted? To me, that doesn't sound like a good way to 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 make sure you have job security. Well, he did get booted out of Tennessee and went to St. Louis. So, well, I mean, but and it was also very clear in this this profile that Vince Young and Vince Young's family. Well, okay, it was very clear that Vince Young's family, especially Mama, has a whole lot to say about her little baby's career, and that's one of the big, biggest pet peeves I have. I don't care that you laid on a table after nine months of carrying them and grunted them out. Okay. Uh, you're not out there playing. You need to shut the fuck up. You want to go do some fucking commercials like uh, Donovan McNabb's mom and do some chunky soup commercials? Go knock yourself out. Besides that, we don't want to hear from you. But, I mean, his his crew of people and his family were all pissed off that Houston didn't take him. They wanted him to go to the Texans, you know, his hometown team, quote-unquote. So it sounds to me like it was he didn't want to go to Tennessee. Jeff Fisher didn't want him in Tennessee, and it was just not it was just oil and water with those two. And then he started saying, "Well, I you know I signed with all these teams, and I had a you know he went to Philly. He had a one what is a starter a one and two record at Philly, and then he signed with Buffalo, Cleveland, and the Packers, and he never started a game for him. Well, I mean, I hate to break it to you, dude, but uh." You were backing up Aaron Rodgers. Unless Aaron Rodgers goes down with an injury, you had no shot at being a starting quarterback there. Yeah. So if you if you signed that contract thinking you were competing for a starting job, you're fucking delusional. But I don't know. 
I mean, he he, he hey. came off he came off as the type of guy who thinks that he's had a raw deal, and hey, you know, Fitzpatrick didn't disappear for four fucking days because somebody booed him. Yeah, you guys remember that? Mm. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, and dude, I, I found out about his financial problems. You guys want to? Oh boy, this this is Vince Young is a thirty for thirty waiting to happen. Uh, in September 2012, the Associated Press reported that Young had spent much of the $34 million salary he earned in the NFL and was facing financial problems after defaulting on a $1.9 million high-interest payday loan. Uh, this guy's taking payday loans, and he's in the NFL. Okay. Yeah. So, How the fuck? I can't. I could live till I'm 90. I can't spend 34 million dollars. He signed 30 million in endorsement deals with Reebok, Campbell Soup, Madden, NFL, Vizio, and the National Dairy Council. On 2014, he filed for Chapter 11. Um, yeah, uh, this guy just sounds like a fucking disaster. Like, you know, he couldn't take the heat, getting booed by some. I mean, he didn't. Uh, I mean, it just. It, I don't know. I guess Ryan Fitzpatrick showed up every day, didn't have all this drama. I don't fucking know. Well, we've covered this subject ad nauseum, but once again, it goes back to you can't expect to be a backup quarterback in the NFL and bring a bunch of drama with you. You're a backup quarterback. Your job is to shut the fuck up and go in if needed and bring zero drama. That's it. I mean, especially if for a team like... Green Bay, if you know, Green Bay is not going to sign a backup quarterback that's going to cause a bunch of bullshit in the media. Nope. And in the in the locker room after every game, they're not putting up with that shit. I mean, they'll just promote the guy from the fucking practice squad and call it a fucking day. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, you know, him coming out and sniping at, at Jeff Fisher, I don't, is that really making a strong case for a team to take a chance on him? I mean, if he wants to make a comeback into the NFL, shit-talking your former coach isn't going to win you any fucking points with front offices anywhere. Yeah, I don't get this new breed of athlete that thinks uh, shit-talking is the key to job security. Or getting a new gig. Like, they know, like, we can see that on social media, right? <laughs> like, what you tweet, what you post on Facebook, uh, you know, what you Snapchat or whatever the fuck, you know, what you Instagram. Like, you don't think people are going to, like, remember that shit? Go back and look at that shit? You say something to a reporter and they quote you. Yeah. It's there. And we have this new breed of cat that just thinks they are invincible. What they say doesn't matter. Huh? kind of does if I'm deciding whether or not to make you my employee because that's really what these guys are when you get down to it. They're employees of these teams. You're going to represent them. That's Colin Kaepernick. He's a ball boy for somebody next year because it's almost fucking July 1st and we have not told you about any Colin Kaepernick signing yet. Oh, There's been a I couple mean, of Colin Kaepernick sightings. Filling out job application, Foot Locker. You know, just just to throw this out there, I think 
honestly, the way he set himself up as far as speaking out on social issues, if his career, if his career is over in the NFL, he really needs to double down on it and get into that fucking get in there and make his money off that shit because he has basically talked his way out of a lot of job opportunities be a hype man for public enemy yeah i mean i'm I'm not even joking dude i mean seriously it we we, you know we've talked about this on on unregimented you know the the alt-right has quote-unquote leaders and faces and you know the left is just a bunch of screaming coming from a bunch of different fucking groups who are all vying to be at the top of the oppression Olympics, you know, podium. They really don't have one unifying voice, one, you know, quote leader. And I mean, just from just a pragmatic point of view, obviously if you get to be the appointed leader of, you know, fighting oppression, it pays well. I don't think Jesse Jackson and, and Al Sharpton, are hurting for money. I mean, that's all there is to it. And who knows, 20 years with the generation coming up behind us, he could he could be looked at as a martyr for the cause. You know, a, a, a lot in the same way that Muhammad Ali is now. When people forget that, you know, when he refused to go fucking fight in Vietnam... There's a bunch of people who hated that man's guts and wished death upon him. Forty years later, you know, he's held up as doing the right thing, saying, fuck that, I'm not going to go fight some bullshit war. And the greatest of all time. I bet a lot of those people live in the same place that Trump voters live now. Oh, I said it. I think I might have just taken a political stand on the sports (laughs) podcast. Whoops. But I mean, I, I, you know, just to me, honestly, hey, fuck it. You might as well, man. If your NFL career is over, all right, you've got a fucking, he, he's got a podium to preach from. He's got a built-in crowd that'll listen to him. The only thing that can really go bad is if these people who are supporting him turn out to be the type of people that we were talking about with, like, you know, the women in sports and once he's no longer in sports to them, well, then you're no longer useful to us because now you're just a talking head. I think they've already done that, though, Rich. I don't hear anybody, you know, saying Colin Kaepernick like they used to. Like, after the draft, everybody was like, Colin this, Colin that, and then they saw it wasn't going anywhere, and they were like, all right, Colin, I tried. See ya. I got to go practice. without Jim Harbaugh. I'm going to say it for the millionth time since we've done this podcast. Well, Harbaugh, that guy ain't been shit. Harbaugh was the key to that guy's success. The people that I see still harping on, you know, oh, it's so wrong that he's being blacklisted, are people who don't know shit about football. Why's he got to be blacklisted? Racists? Sorry. Because at this point, anybody who says that, like, and I'm talking in comment sections, comments on articles, whatever, on social media, anybody who comes out and, and starts, you know, really fucking cheerleading for Colin Kaepernick, the only people who are going to argue with those people anymore are the hardcore sports fans who whip out numbers and prove that he's not the quarterback that everybody on the uh, who are, is pushing an agenda wants him to be. And since these people aren't true sports fans who are pushing this agenda, they just fold like a fucking you know house of cards because they have nothing to back it up. 
they're not arguing from a point of facts. They're arguing from, we, we don't feel this is fair to him. Okay, well, look, here's the deal. Fair or unfair, no one, no one in this country has to hire somebody just because you want them to. That's not, that's not how that works. And on top of that, here's some stats to back up the fact that he's not all that. And on top of that, he brings a shitstorm to any team he goes to. And once again, no fucking team wants a shitstorm out of their backup quarterback. So you're right. I mean, the, the voices, the voices, you know, claiming that, you know, oh, he needs to have a job and he needs to have it right now. And they're pretty much they're pretty much gone, but he does still have some true blue you know believers and Kool Aid drinkers that could keep behind him, and he might be able to do something. <laughs> Those well, people that are pushing the he's blacklisted thing are the same people that don't play billiards because the black ball gets hit by the white ball. <laughs> I forget I forget this comedian's name, but he was talking about growing up. He's a black guy, and he's like growing up. His dad was like super militant. And he found racism and everything. He's like, pool is a racist game. My brother, the white ball knocks around the colored balls. And what ball goes last? The black one, you know? And it's like... Damn right. Oh, wait. I just think it's funny because that was comedy 20 years ago. And that's an argument that I'm waiting for some idiot to make for real. Oh, no, that's on that's on Twitter right now. I bet we could find really? it before we end the show. No, I'm just saying. Like, oh, okay, okay. I was going to say, if you've seen it, oh, you got to forward me. Oh, I have but. that little faith in people anymore, sir. <laughs> well, can, at this point, I'm going to be like, can we just bypass the fact that the white balls hit first? Yeah, this, this country has been a different place the last nine months. So, yeah. Or how about this? How about this? How about we stop equating what color balls are used on a pool table with human beings. Oh, no, no. There's a lot of symbolism there. Uh-uh. No, we can't do that. Well, I'm a firm believer in if you go around looking for a reason to be offended, you're going to find one, no matter if, if you have to take a, a huge leap of faith to be offended and to find it. And, yeah, my faith in humanity is pretty pretty low at the moment. So, oh, yeah. But, no, I mean... But, but just, you know, seriously, guys, whether, and take out your personal feelings about Black Lives Matter. Just listen to what I'm saying and, and, and tell me if it makes sense or not. There's really no fucking face for Black Lives Matter. There's no de facto leader. There's no voice for them. No. If Colin Kaepernick's career is done, he could step in and be that. And, I mean, and, and this is going to sound cynical as fuck, but this is just how the world works. And make a goddamn good living being the face of Black Lives Matter. Up your Q rating, Black Lives Matter. Get Colin Kaepernick. That's what Rich is going with this. I mean, if this if this is a subject... Black Lives Matter recruit him. Sign him. <laughs> All right, puts on yeah, the hat. Black Lives Matter and the gay pride folks can have a flag football game. And Colin Kaepernick can start them. There you go. Um, Still suck. <laughs> Pass for like 70 yards. I was going to say 33% completion. I was going to say he rushes for 200 yards, passes for negative 10. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's that good. I don't know. It, it 
See, and here's the other thing, is that I'm really surprised this Vince Young story hasn't taken on a racial element yet. And maybe it's because it's just so new. Oh, give it time. Quarterback, white coach, give it a minute. Just happened today. Give Give it a minute. That's... Give it another still, week with sports not having a bunch of shit going on. I'm still seeing, you know, pages that I follow put, posting their first article about it. And we all know the first article is usually the most, from sports, when it comes to sports, the first article from the, the, the sports pages are usually the most agenda-free. And then the second, third, and fourth, and the longer you go, the more opinionated they get, and they, they pick a side, and politics get dragged into it, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I'm, I'm with you guys. It's just too new of a story, I guess. But, I mean, because what? It's it's juicy as fuck for people who want to fucking turn it around and turn it into a racial thing. Like you guys said, black quarterback, white head coach, and he's going after a white quarterback. Boom. Yeah. All the elements are there. So... But, and yeah, to not oh. be outdone, switching gears a little bit, to not be outdone, someone, Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor. in the Tiger game? You want to tell us about it? No. Okay. No. Parker, Conor McGregor and, and Floyd Mayweather uh, got competition now. Pacquiao's going to fight. <laughs> Who's Pacquiao going to fight? A guy named Jeff Horn for the Chuck, WBC Championship. Oh. The Pacquiao's going to fight Chuck Liddell. <laughs> does, that, does anybody care outside of the Philippines if Pacquiao's fighting? No, it's the same thing I'm trying to tell you about Floyd Mayweather. Pacquiao is 38 years old. Jeff Horn is 25. Yeah, but they're both boxers, right? Yes, they're both boxers. Pacquiao probably gets ass whooped. Uh, the, the odds makers and the, the uh, people that know the sport says Pacquiao's got this. If he struggles even a little bit, then it's probably the, a wrap for him in a career. Yeah. You place a little money on Mayweather and McGregor there, buddy? You know, I'm going to say right now, if I'm a boxing like fanatic, if I'm a guy like Teddy Atlas or, or you know Max Kellerman or something like that, I'm pulling my hair out right now. I'm screaming that I really want a heavyweight fucking champion that captures the imagination of, of, of boxing fans again. Because even the Pacquiao fight that you just described, it just, to me it just sounds like a stunt, a money grab. The fuck is he fighting for? Oh, that's for? all it is. I mean, it's not for a title. Yeah, I mean, I, it is. For who? It's the, it's the WBC championship. The Pacquiao fight is, correct? It is, yep. Gotcha. No. Well, there you go. I, I I would consider myself a very casual boxing fan. I didn't even know that. The, the Mayweather fight is for the champion of Floyd Mayweather's bank account. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's an exhibition fight is. is all that is. He gets 100 million. McGregor only gets 20. That... I want Floyd Mayweather's agent. That's what I learned from that one. If I'm Conor <laughs> McGregor, I'm firing my agent. Go, that motherfucker got him $100 million. You're fucking out of here. 
Yeah, but as far as endorsements, I think McGregor's got the the upside. The, he's got more on the upside than uh, Mayweather does. And even if you put, even if you put up like pussy that they'll both get because of the fight, I mean, it's probably a draw. You know, McGregor's young, but Mayweather's black, and you know, so. So what's he going to go date a Kardashian? Is this what you're saying? Oh, I'm just saying like it evens out. Black don't crack. Oh, I get okay. I got you now. I I mm, I don't know. The the once again, it's it's a, it's a spectacle. If I'm a boxing purist, if I'm a boxing, you know, fan, I love it. I'm I'm just going. The sport is turning into a fucking spectacle. And here's the bitch of it. I've had I've I've been reading articles from people who are asking, is this the last gasp for boxing? I mean, is this gonna is this gonna be the the final nail in the coffin of boxing compared to UFC? I mean, because right now I got to imagine UFC is making money hand over fist compared to boxing. I mean, they have what they have what, what do they have pay per views like what once a month, once every couple of weeks, something like that. It seems like all the fucking time. That's what I'm saying. I know people who fucking who religiously watch that shit. One one show a week on Joe Rogan's podcast is dedicated to that week, the recap in the UFC. And I mean, I understand he's an announcer for him, so I mean, there's an added incentive for him to cover it there. But I mean, the man gets a million hits per episode. So somebody's listening to it. Somebody's watching this stuff. You know, my former brother-in-law and his his friends, they eat this shit up. I mean, it... And they don't give a single fuck about boxing. In fact, I can't name you anyone who really gives a fuck about boxing that I know. Like, to the point where they can name you the champion of every weight class. No, but that was my bad. It's the WBO welterweight title that Pacquiao's defending. Dude, MMA is on every weekend on FS1. There you go. So No, Rich, you got a, you got a great point there. You know, it's like the, the final curtain call, maybe... I guess, like we were always talking, changing of the guard, if you will. You know, the old people are fading into obscurity and cashing out, you know, their chips on the way out. But uh, no, there is nobody in boxing that you're like, oh, do not miss this fight, ever. I mean, dude, for, for younger in people, class. for younger people who weren't around for it, I mean, you... The hype surrounding a Mike Tyson fight before he lost to Buster Douglas, and I'd even say after he got out of prison, up until the whole ear biting incident, was insane. I mean, that was like must watch sporting event. Well, I don't. Maybe it was Don King Promotions that did it because it wasn't. I I, I get what you're saying about Mike, and you're right about that. But I mean, it was about everybody: Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield, uh, other weight classes. Uh, the fucking, uh, oh, God, he's, like, the biggest proponent against the Mayweather fight now. Oh, I can't think of his name. Oscar De La Hoya. Mm. Well, yeah, know, that's the P- thing. You had personalities. Pacquiao, uh, Guerrero. I mean, there's there was any fight that any guy was even good, not even great, but just good, the hype was just killer. You like you never wanted to miss a boxing match, no matter who was on the card or what weight class it was. The hype period was just wow. Now that I don't care who's on the card, what weight class it is, 
It's like, hey, by the way, boxing's on. Like, big fights like this Pacquiao fight used to be a pay-per-view extravaganza. It's on ESPN for free if you've if you got basic cable with ESPN. It's on there. Yeah, I mean, even in the 90s, in the like you were saying, in the other outside of the heavyweight class, I mean, there was personalities. There was guys who brought something, you know, to the ring, and it seems like all that is now in the, in the M- M- in MMA. Yeah, right. I mean, there was, there was, Lennox Lewis, Tommy Hearns, Sugar Ray Leonard, Nassim Hamed. You know, I mean, he, he, he fucking single-handedly kept people watching HBO boxing when there was nothing that there was no one else to fucking watch just because of his sure. antics, doing flips into the ring and shit, and you know, calling himself a Nas and and all this shit. I mean, he put on a show. <laughs> but it's just, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, to me, boxing is a dying sport, and it's, it's kind of sad because if you watch a good, if you watch two good fighters, then you know how good boxing can be. But you can't. It can't compete with fucking MMA. I mean, it's basically MMA is just a fucking street brawl with fucking a little bit of protection. I mean, literally, a chick got the shit beat out of her. Literally, this week. Yeah, and I, I, I do like her 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 reaction. She did own it. I didn't I believe? Didn't she post on Twitter that shit happens? Yeah. <laughs> hey man, what are you gonna do? That's that's how. What are you gonna do? You there's video proof of it. It happened. You can't. You know you gotta own it. Like, you gotta have a sense of humor about that. But yeah. Hey, you know, too, remember boxing used to be an indicator of when you were up late. Alright, back in the day with ESPN. I believe Jeff Foxworthy, uh, it's Jeff Foxworthy's joke back when he used to be funny. Uh, he said, you know, back when was, you knew you were up late if you saw two white guys boxing on ESPN. <laughs> and you were up fucking late. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Before they put Sports Center on a loop, but yeah, I, 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 and I think honestly, boxing is just the more we learn about concussions and CTE going forward, I don't think it's going to be able to weather that storm. I'm surprised that MMA does as well handling it as they do. I, I the, and I mean, there was what, a couple weeks ago, there was two people who were killed in the ring and it barely made any news. Two people die in one week of football and see what, see, see where that lands as fucking far as the order of the stories on the national news. That, they're leading with that. Absolutely. I mean, Trump would literally have to nuke a country for them not to lead with. with <laughs> oh, hey, 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 don't fucking tempt him. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It would. It would have to be fine on his own. Yeah. It would have to be something along those lines for them not to lead with two football players died this week. You know. So yeah, that's true. He's already dropped Moabs. Don't do it. He'll he, do it. He, he would have had to have called Obama like the N word <laughs> for them to not talk about two football players dying. No, I think he's already done that. That's. No, I mean, like you know, catch him on a mic. You know, somewhere he's like in the bathroom and his mic's on or some shit. Oh, after grabbing by the pussy, I think him and open mics are done. Yeah, yeah. Someone had to sit him down and explain to him, uh, 
if there's a mic on you anywhere, consider it hot at all times. Yeah. Every mic around you is now on until the end of time. This is what we've learned, Donnie. But anyway. Well, t- there's one story we haven't talked about, and it's, 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 to me, it falls in line with the whole spectacle thing we were talking about with this, you know, McGregor Mayweather fight, but it's a spectacle of a different kind. And that is, what the fuck is going on with Dennis Rodman going to North Korea? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, he's been he's been going there for years, though. He's been broken since he left Detroit. You know, like I don't know, man. He used to be my favorite player. I have a basketball card of me when I was twelve. He's named my favorite player on the card, but that was literally like the season before he left for Chicago. You know, back when you know there was around the time uh, you know, he was what in the the parking lot of the palace with a shotgun, and Chuck Daly had to come <laughs> talk to him. And then all of a sudden, he's got blonde hair and tattoos and shit in his face. Yeah, but he's been going to North Korea for a long time. He's been the ambassador of the U.S. over there for a long time. Ambassador like, Rodman, isn't there a jersey like, you can buy? No, he's a self-appointed ambassador. Oh. I mean, he's talking about he goes over there and, and, and sings karaoke and rides horses with, with King Jong-un or make him say un or whatever the fuck his name is. And I'm like, are you serious? Do they sing Pearl Jam karaoke together? Does Robin still love Pearl Jam? I have no idea. Sing I'm Still Alive and shit. <laughs> <laughs> they probably sing I'm So Ronery. Yeah, I know, right? But no, I mean, dude, it's how starved for attention are you? I mean, like, Didn't and, he and cry the other day when Michael Strahan interviewed him or something. Yes, he was like, I, you know, I tried to go over there to help, but then he couldn't name the guy that got released and died a couple days after he got released. On a warm beer. <laughs> Very unfortunate last name, but I yeah, he, he couldn't even name him. But he's but he's gonna cry and he's like I'm just trying to help and everybody attacks me all the time. He is a poster boy for the victimhood mentality that we've just all just let happen, and it's all our faults because we didn't we we are the most neglect we were like the most neglectful parents ever who just let our children do whatever the fuck they want because we didn't tell these people to shut the fuck up before it got out of control. Yep. Now now it's out of it's yeah. It's too far gone. They're not here and shut the fuck up. Because Rodman needs a big old tall glass to shut the fuck up. Seriously. I mean, dude, he's going. He's going over there, sponsored by a website. Potcoin.com. Yeah, yeah. Not not Bitcoin. Potcoin. It's where you can only buy one thing with their fucking imaginary currency. Yeah, you Pot. can. I should try that. I go to Oregon and Washington for work. I bet I could actually try to use it. But anyway. I, uh, so, field trip. Uh, it'd be a story for the podcast. <laughs> You're doing research. Yeah. He uses his tax write-off. Yeah, I, it's just sad, man. I mean, I, and I, from what I hear, his finances are all fucked up. I don't understand how people can make all this kind of money and like not have any of it left. I don't. I can't. I can from this point of view. When you have family who come to you and go, you know, hey, look, we're the ones that fucking sacrificed 
and drove you here and so you could play on this team and moved here so you could play for this high school and get recruited by this college and we're the ones that have been here for your entire life now we need help when they stick their hand out it's real hard to say no to them strangers is easy strangers is just fuck off families the people that burn family and people and who they think are their friends i mean that, that's the one that's the one thing i that's the one thing i took from that uh that 30 for 30 about the broke athletes was how many of those guys appoint their childhood friends financial advisors and give them power of attorney over their finances and shit. I mean, and, you know, to us, that's insane. I mean, I'll do respect if, if for whatever reason, someone calls me and says, there's a check sitting here for $30 million. None of you motherfuckers are in charge of investing my money, and you damn sure ain't getting power of attorney. <laughs> all right? That's know, just right? all there is to it. You want, now, if you want to come party and go along for the ride, I'm down. But I ain't giving you the keys to the castle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm looking for somebody Semitic to handle both of those areas. But, I mean, I, I, I understand family and long-term friends. And then a guy like Rodman, obviously the guy's got deep, Deeper seated issues. I mean, me- we're talking mental issues. Did Carmen Electra take all his shit or something? I, I don't know. I have no idea. But I mean, dude, the guys. I mean, I'm not a. I'm, I'm not a doctor, and I didn't, you know, spend the night at a, at a at a Quality Inn or whatever the fuck. But dude, from just dealing with people who are bipolar in my life. The guy that strikes me is someone who's extremely bipolar. I mean, because he has manic episodes and then low episodes. And I imagine if he's do, done half the drugs and, and, and partying and drinking that I've imagined he's done, that's where a good portion of his money went. And let's be honest, a guy like him, how many fucking hangers on do you think he had at one point? <laughs> Lots. How many well, of those what- Bulls championships was he there for? What, two or three? I mean, you know, I, I, I'm just, it, it, Bernie Kozar said it in that, in that 30 for 30, and it's sad, but it, it, he, the way he said it, he sounded relieved. He goes, it, it is such a nice change of pace when people think you're broke that my phone stops ringing. Because all you all, all you have to do is say I'm broke, and you find out who your friends are real fucking quick. When you have people who've literally been living off of you. I mean, the horror stories I was hearing these athletes tell. You know, they're paying f- for you know five six mortgages on houses for of people who you know. Oh, this is your cousin. No, it ain't. This is a boyfriend of you know your third cousin yeah. on your daddy's side or some shit like that. You know, I mean, that's something that I've I've always said. Like, I understand if you if you sign a big contract, you know, buy your parents a house, get them a couple nice cars. But that doesn't mean that everybody who ever said hi to you since you were able to fucking walk is all of a sudden they deserve a cut of you. Dennis Robin, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight with the Bulls, uh, two with the Pistons, five time NBA champion. A lot of people forget that. Well, he, I mean, he is in the Hall of Fame, so. Yeah, fuck, it should be. It's a lot of it's a lot of championships. We know a guy in football's got that, and he's called a goat. Uh, well, I mean, would you? Well, the greatest of all time in basketball is Jordan. He has six. I mean, would you put him up there with 
at least in the discussion of the greatest defensive player of his generation? Absolutely. Oh yeah. No question you know, about it. And that's I mean that's really the sad part of it is that the guy was talented. The guy had, you know, a, an open road ahead of him. And for whatever reason, he's now he's but of he's but a late night yeah, joke. Like we would still know who he is without all this crazy shit. Yeah. It's it's it uh, it's 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 it really is sad to me because anytime I see an athlete, I mean it's a different like a guy like Ryan Leaf. Fuck Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf was a fucking asshole. He got strung out in drugs, started robbing people and shit. Went to prison. Good, do your fucking time, stupid. All right, a guy like Dennis Rodman strikes me as the type of guy that he had some mental issues that were never dealt with, and people took advantage of the situation and in turn him and if it, it, maybe he just needed one person to pull him aside and go hey man look i don't want anything from you you couldn't hand me your money your money's no good with me but you need some fucking help and f- i mean for no one around him to do that and for people just to keep leeching off of him i mean that's uh it's just it's really sad to me at least damn dennis what happened booze happened They'd keep him on reality shows just to get hammered, just to film him. Didn't they do that with two reality shows? I know they did it with uh, The Apprentice and then Celebrity Rehab. Like, he, he made it clear. He's like, I ain't here for it. I can get better. Mm-hmm. And they just kept him on anyway. Yeah, because, hey, you know, a fucked up Dennis Rodman's going to bring in the ratings. People love a train wreck. Yep. I mean, and I, I think... <laughs> I, th- I think listening to another podcast, they said his, his worth is like half a million dollars. That's come, it. Come on, Dennis Rodman. You got five rings, and you can only cobble together half a mil? Come on. Co- come on, man. I know CSPN's thing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, if I, get a, if, I get a, if I make a drop of somebody saying it, of Chris Carter saying, come on, man, then it's all good. There you go. There's a grift in the system. You just got to work it. Speaking yeah. of ESPN, did you guys hear uh, Ron Jaworski? Uh, I'm I'm mispronouncing his name. How do you pronounce it? I know one of you two Jaworski. know. Jaworski. Jaworski. Thank you. You hear he came out basically shitting all over the guys at ESPN that that are the you know the yell at each other guys the the Stephen A. Smith types. Oh, just on that in general. In general. Yeah, basically he gave an interview where he said, you know, he's more of an X's and O type guy, and he's being told that that's not what people want. And he said, no, that is what a certain segment of sports fans want, but you want me to go up there and put on a fucking, you know, a puppet show for you and scream and yell and argue with people. And I'm not going to do that. You have your people at ESPN to do that. And they asked him, and I'm paraphrasing all of this, but they, they asked him something along the lines of, you know, where do you think you stand with ESPN? And he said, I believe he said his con- he has a contract through 2022 or 23. So until further notice, that that's where he works. But, I mean, to me it sounds like he's got, he's got some back-channel information that he's on the chopping block. And considering the people that ESPN has cut, I'd imagine he has to be near the top of the list to go next because he is the definition of the old guard. Yeah, he has opinions. Or, uh, and, you know, we've discussed this. Stephen A. Smith is now the only person there allowed to have an opinion. They've made that perfectly clear. So, eh, I mean, good for Ron. But, I mean, uh, over under on how many months before he's looking for a job. I mean, yeah, he's got a contract, but they're backed by Disney. 
they'll just pay you. They'll go, yeah, we're done. We'll pay you out. You know? I mean, shit, look. what Billy Bush got $10 million for grabbing by the pussy. Yeah, he lost his gig, but shit, you know? He got $10 million to go away. I don't went on a $10 million vacation. <laughs> just to say I did. I mean, it, it, it's just... It, it speaks to the level of quote unquote sports reporting slash journalism these days that a guy who gets on there and wants to put on a show that breaks down football in an intelligent way, people are questioning if there's even a spot for him at the flagship sports station in the world. And how do you, how long you give Lebetard? I'm surprised Levitard's still there. Uh, you think he, he re-ups his next contract? Do you think they go, eh, never mind? I, I watched a couple of his shows. I didn't really dig it. You got to listen to his radio show. His, isn't his TV show kind of cut up? Isn't it kind of like the best of from his radio show, or is it live? Well, when I, I watched it, it was live, so. Okay, yeah, I... <sighs> I think they do both. I think they, they have a live broadcast, and then they they do what they used to do with Mike and Mike, which is, yeah, cut up the live broadcast into like a 30-minute show and then have that on later. Um, no, I, I think I think Levitard just kind of skates under the radar, man, honestly. Because he's on middays <laughs> when nobody listens. Yeah. I mean, if he, was a, if he was a morning guy, if he was a drive-time guy, he doesn't do radio issue. row at the Super Bowl. That's insane. And he gets away with it. He works for ESPN and he doesn't do radio row because he thinks it's a whole bunch of horse shit. It is. There's nothing to do with fucking the game. Mm-hmm. Half the people that are there are like, you know, oh, so what color underwear are you wearing, Tom Brady? What the fuck's that guy doing? It's like, it's like press day. For the Super Bowl, you know, the Howard Stern people come out and ask, you know, how big your dick is and shit. You guys ever watch that uh, Highly Questionable? I guess his father's a co-host. I know his dad, but I don't think I've seen that show. Is it like a back and forth between him and his dad? Well, I mean, it's him and his dad and another co-host, and it is a horrible show. Horrible. Who? Who's dead? Dan Levitard's. Ah, his kid? No, it's his dad. Oh. And Dan Levitard and another co-host. And it's always, do, do you, are you intrigued by this? And, like, are you intrigued by Serena Williams playing in the men's league? See, see, always intrigued, I'm intrigued. Shut up. <laughs> It's just, it's terrible. I'm like, I watched it for like 15, 20 minutes, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm done with the C. Well, you know, man, I mean, as we move closer and closer to there be actually being an ESPN Ocho, they got to fill it up with programming somehow. Back to two white guys boxing. Reboot that. That'll make a comeback. Well, I mean... Depending on how sour of a fucking taste uh, Batman and the NHL has left in ESPN's mouth, I mean, <laughs> if it ever does get to like ESPN 5, ESPN 6, they might go, yeah, you can come back. We'll put you on ESPN 5. We'll, we'll God, do- I miss the deuce. Well, isn't ESPN Deportes kind of like ESPN 4? 
There's ESPN one, two, Deportes, ESPN U. Didn't they used so, to have three? I thought they did. I thought ESPN three was uh uh their web station, you know what I'm saying? Like the the like you you log in and it was a web only station. I totally remember there being a three. Oh, wait, we always know we have access to Google. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Cor- Rich, correct. It's an online streaming service. So there you go. Boom. There's a three. Oh, but yeah, no. Really, if you look at it. They have all the sister channels, so this does actually help our conversation. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, it has ESPN one, ESPN two, ESPN News, ESPN U, ESPN Classic, ESPN Deportes, Longhorn Network, and the SEC Network. Oh yeah, I forgot the SEC Network is considered the ESPN Network. What that mean? They don't. Who has the Big Ten Network? Fox. Is that Fox Sports? I think it's just Big Ten. Oh, it's their own thing. That big? Dick's that big? I believe so. All right. Cool. Yeah, watch ESPN. is ESPN3, so yes. The ESPN, the, when, we, when you watch it on your phone, that is ESPN3. That is what you are watching. There you go, everybody. Welcome to no option for sports coverage. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's one of the things I, that if I ever leave this area, it's going to suck because I do not rely on any local anything for hockey. It's CBC, you know, and I really proved that to myself this, this, this season through the playoffs because if I had a choice between watching NBC's feed or CBC's feed, it was always CBC, so... You get to know Don Cherry's suit rotation. Oh, homeboy never gets pictured in the same suit twice. Come on now, man. He he is he is that much like an old school pimp. Damn. I think he wears his suit and donates it. The Earl's is think he's awake. To what? Ah, there you go. It's checking in on you. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we got enough. It's that time of year. Make sure next week I got a whole big stack of stuff. <laughs> Just keep stockpiling it. Rich, are you concerned about the uh, NHL Hall of Fame selections? Not really. I mean... Dave Anderchuk, he deserves it? Uh, I would say so. I mean, uh, Tamu Solani, Paul Correa, I'm not arguing. Yeah, those Yeah, those two, that's, that's no... To me, that's not even a question. Um, I think I think the bigger thing is, once again, you know, Osgood overlooked, and people who are going to argue that he shouldn't be in there is going to say because the team that played in front of him. Well, is Grant Fuhrer in the Hall of Fame? You know, uh, he had some damn good teams in Edmonton play in front of him. You know, how, how long? How, Terry Sawchuck in the Hall of Fame? I mean, the production line is <laughs> playing in front of him. You know, Lindsey, Abel, and Howell. Three Hall of Famers. I mean, so that, that that's what I took out of it, but that's just a homer in me because I don't think we're ever going to see Osgood in the Hall of Fame. Really? Yeah. I, I, I just, for, for whatever reason, I don't think, I think you'll see Curtis Joseph in the Hall of Fame. I, I think you'll see, like, Martin, players who, too, to me, are more on the bubble, like him, than you will Osgood, just because... The knock against Osgood is he never did anything when he wasn't with Detroit, and every time he played with Detroit, 
he had a ridiculous team in front of him. So and you're saying Belfour's in? He's already in, isn't he? If Belfour is so. not a if Belfour is not a Hall of Famer right now, there's something very wrong with the Hockey Hall of Fame. To me, Belfour, Hasek, Wah, Brodeur. 11 he was in. Those guys are first ballot Hall of Famers, in my opinion, out of the goalies that we grew up with, without a doubt. You know, guys who are maybe second, third ballot Hall of Famers, Ron Hextall, I would put Osgood in, the, in that second tier. Um, I mean, you can make a case for Mike Vernon even. He won, he won a cup in Calgary, won a cup in Detroit, you know. So, but <clears throat> Hobby Bullen maybe, he's in that second tier. I mean, and it, once you get past that second tier, it's guys that are really, in my mind, questionable. Jaguar, is he a Hall of Famer? I don't think so. What about Mark Ricci? He's in this year. Yeah, he deserves to be in there. I mean, because you got to remember, it's the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's not the NHL Hall of Fame. So they take in international play as well. They, they, they take those, you know, what they did in international play and Olympics into consideration along with their career in the NHL. Which I, I, I think is unique to the NHL Hall of Fame. Because if, if I'm thinking correctly, the MLB Hall of Fame like, okay, if you add up all of Ichiro's hits back from when he was playing in the majors in Japan and his hits here, he's the all-time hit leader. But they don't count his hits playing in Japan towards his stats for the Hall of Fame. That little bastard's still playing in Miami. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, to me to say that, oh, well, we don't, we don't consider the leagues in Japan – their stats legit is bullshit when you consider that Japan in the, in the World Baseball Classic is a powerhouse. I mean, they won the first one. They're always in the, in the, in the running to, to win that thing, and that's the best from every country in the, you know, in the world who participates. So I, I, I don't understand that. If that's the case, don't call it the Baseball Hall of Fame. Call it the MLB Hall of Fame. So that's just my take on it. Right. But, is that it? Anyone got anything else? No. We we had all the big things this week. Nothing crazy happened. Stupid awards show. Oh, yeah, the NBA awards. Whatever. Westbrook's the MVP. Yeah, he should be. That's debatable. What? MVPs don't disappear on their teams in the playoffs. That wasn't a swipe at hard or nothing, was it? <laughs> Actually, it was. <laughs> Absolutely was. All right. And think about this, man. Someone was today talking about Westbrook. Should uh, should he stay in Oklahoma City? Fuck no, we shouldn't. You had you had you had Kevin Durant and James Harden, and you guys couldn't win a championship. Go somewhere else. Heard uh, what's his name, uh, Kornheiser today say, go play with LeBron in uh, L.A. in two years. Like, well, the NBA is going to be as shook up as the NFL is. With free agency next year, it's going to be actually quite scary. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so join us, you know, next week when we try to find, you know, well, next week what we got the All Star Game we can at least talk about, or at least who is actually all that crap. I don't know. (laughs) Hey, Draymond Green finally won Defensive Player of the Year. There you go. Didn't have to kick anyone in the nuts this year, you know. Or send out, or send out a, or send out a, a, a dick pic of dick his over over taut penis. Yeah, yeah. He knows how to use Snapchat this year. 
Hey, but I want to thank everybody who's listened and downloaded. Uh, man, best month ever. It's already, it, and we've already, like, I don't know. I, I don't know who's passing it around, who's liking it. I don't know where we've caught on. Uh, but you can let us know. You can email us, Sporgy at net. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast, on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Um, yeah, uh, make sure wherever you listen, you get your podcast, you rate us five stars, you leave a comment. That's the best way to tell people about it. Um, really appreciate you uh, listening, and we will see you next week. All right, later, guys. And before we leave, squirrel! Peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.